Alright troops, gonna give a quick heads up that what you're about to pipe in your lugs is the glacier ramblings of twa numpties needs it. So I didn't complain, I've told you. Enjoy the Brobrich Nicht and Nicht and didn't be a fear we're bearing, alright? Welcome to Brother Date Star War Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. It's Matthew and Judah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Your uh, your Star Wars correspondence. This For week, the last fucking time. This week we got we got a big one. We got a big. It's a big scoop. No one else has gotten on this train yet. We're gonna have a lot of hard hitting criticism. Yeah, of this movie that I think was generally received favorably. Yeah, real real well received. Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Ooh. <clears throat> you got that out of your system? Yeah, sure. Let's let's do it. Fuck time to go. Uh not now, honey, please. I'm I'm right in the middle of a uh, giant space war. I I enjoy talking to you. Uh, yes, you do, but like I said, this uh, space war, what can I do? Alien. Well, someone is putting out revenge threats using Palpatine's voice, and since computers are bullshit in Star Wars, it's probably just him and not a deep fake. <laughs> uh, Leia has some secret agents on the case, uh, Ray is doing Jedi training. Kylo Ren is also looking for the Emperor because he just killed Snoke and he ain't having a new boss. Hey, are the secret agents she has on the case? Is it that is it that dinosaur dude with the horns coming out of his head? Uh, that is correct, and his name is Bulio. So okay, sorry, Bu- Bulio. Say his name, Bulio. I should. I let's all remember the sacrifice that yeah. Bulio made. Uh, we see Kylo cutting down some helmet boys on a red planet. And then opening a secret chest and retrieving uh, some kind of glowing tetrahedron. Hmm. He, he opened plugs up it the, into... the loot box? He did open up the loot box. That's cool. I hope he liked getting that one green gem because <laughs> there's no refunds. Uh, plugs that up in his TIE fighter, follows it to a stormy world with a huge floating inverted obelisk and uh, walks on in. Mm-hmm. Finds himself in a big statue cave as Palpatine's voice explains that he made Snoke and he's been playing Sith pranks on him. And there are a lot of Snoke tubes around, so that's probably true. I like how Palpatine's just like, just comes out with it. Like, I've been fucking tricking you the whole time. You're a total dupe, but now you're going to (laughs) work for me. Um, He comes face to face with like, Geneva Palpatine. Mm Mm-hmm. All marionetted on a bunch of technology. Yeah. He's got white eyes. He looks bad. What's the name uh, of that doctor? Hojo? Yeah, Hojo. That's who's been working on him. Hojo did this. Um, Palpatine offers him a new empire and a big fleet of star destroyers rises out of the oceans. And it can all be Kylo's if he will just kill Rey. 
Uh, Chewie, Finn, and Poe are on the Falcon with Claude, some kind of slug man, and yeah. the droids. Uh, they uh, slam on into some kind of ice station uh, with TIE fighters in hot pursuit where uh, Bulio gives them information, tells them there's a new spy inside the First Order. Um, but then here come those TIE fighters, so as soon as they get that message downloaded, which takes a long time... Well, they have to dangle a cord between the two ships. It takes a fucking forever for what seems... The information seems to be there's a big fleet of Star Destroyers and they're going to strike in 16 hours. (laughs) Yeah, it's a text file. This is very brief. Yeah, it's just like... I don't know. They got the wrong cord or something. Whatever it is. There was a compatibility issue. They had the wrong version of the software they had to update. It was a whole thing. Um, Anyway, as soon as they get that message, they got a blast out of there. Uh, they have one standard trench run, and then they're back in space, and they start like jumping to random planets, doing what Poe calls light speed skipping. Mm. This is for no reason. <laughs> no, uh, that's the first time we'll say that in this film. <laughs> I'll cut to Ray. She's floating in a jungle. She's got a lot of rocks around her. That's kind of her main trick, and uh, she's trying to. I'm gonna say summon Jedi ghosts. Uh, based on what happens at the end of the movie, it does seem like that. Yeah. She's like, she's telling him to like, be with me or come to me or whatever. And it seems like she's trying to just get a hold of Luke and the boys. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that Leia is teaching her to be a Jedi and the teaching is mainly to run an obstacle course. Well, like that's what Yoda taught Luke. That's true. And we see later, that's what Luke teaches Leia. That's what, that's what he taught Leia. She's got it like third hand. She yeah. got she got the 90% of Yoda's training that Luke remembered, and she's given 90% of that to Rey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Yoda only got like a week with the kid or whatever, or maybe a day. I it's very unclear. I think we've covered that. It's, it was like one day. It seemed like a day. Um... Meanwhile, Kylo Ren is uh, playing with Vader's old helmet again, and I think that distracts ray she could sense that because uh she has a real hard time with a training remote and then she starts seeing uh nasty old visions and kylo's getting visions everyone's getting fucking visions yeah i had some visions in the movie theater sitting next to you i was getting crazy visions too Uh, already of a movie that Uh, was so baffling like i was so glad when i woke up two hours later and there was no movie (laughs) because i thought i was seeing this crazy fucking movie (laughs) well she tells Leia um, what happened, and she tells her she's tired. She's, like, packing a bag, but I'm not sure why, because she doesn't know she has to leave the planet yet. Anyway, she goes and reads one of Luke's old books. She gives Leia back Luke's, Luke's lightsaber. She's, like, not ready for it or whatever. And then the Falcon lands and is totally on fire, and Ray and Poe have a big argument about whether her Jedi training is a waste of everybody's time. Because mm-hmm. I guess he thought... She should have been on the ship instead of Claude. Like, that would have done anything. Like, what would have been different? I don't know. Poe's not, not sure. smart. I'm the main sure. thing I about Poe is he's not very smart. To be fair, Claude was kind of gumming up the works back there. Well, I mean, he doesn't move. He's a big slug. He doesn't move fast. Yeah, he's not a fucking great. whelk. It's like they had five slots, and so they felt like they had to take a fifth dude or whatever, but then, like, they they should have just gone with four or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, after downloading the message into their computers for like an hour and a half or God knows how long, they uh, they can they get the message. Palpatine is somehow back. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Somehow he's back. Uh, he's got a huge fleet called the Final Order, and attacks on all worlds begin in sixteen hours. 
Palpatine being back was like it was like when Kane took off his mask and his face wasn't acid burned. Yeah. That's the yeah. kind of tre- treachery that yeah, I think people felt as fans. <laughs> to be like, what? You told us for 20 years that his brother burned his face with acid. Yeah. He doesn't look burned at all. He's not burned even a little. He's just beefy. He's just a beefy guy. He's just a regular six foot eight beef lord. <laughs> what is this? It's garbage. That's what it why did, like. Okay, I understand that he's a liar, but why did Taker go along yeah, with Taker it? Just What's going on with Taker? It's like, yeah, I guess I burned also, his face. Also, which Taker is he? Is he American badass right now? I don't remember <laughs> his timeline. That's right. He was done being the, the regular old Undertaker, and he had become the American badass for, uh, I don't know, he had a motorcycle as hobby? Of, yeah, as much of the year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so... They have learned from their spy. Palpatine is on Exegol, the hidden world of the Sith. Cool. But the spy, but not where that is or how to get there. Um, luckily, Ray has been reading Luke's old diary. Uh, so maybe Luke can write and read. <laughs> I mean, it definitely seems like he kept a diary, although it also seemed like it was a bunch of scraps cut and pasted together. So like serial killer style. Yeah, it was very serial killer-ish. Like, like Luke just had like little scraps of paper most of the time to write notes on, and then he just pasted them into a big scrapbook at the end. He but was anyway. uh, dictating to those weird villagers, I think, and they were doing the scrapbooking. Yes, I guess. from the diary, yeah. she has learned that they need a Sith wayfinder, which <laughs> is a fancy-ass kind of compass to get to Exegol. Good, good. We definitely have enough time left in this trilogy to fucking do some uh, for a big quest for some quest to find missions. a sacred artifact yes we did not just learn that they were on a 16 hour timer uh-huh. uh she figures uh the best thing to do is go to the last place luke was looking for the fucking thing and the whole gang is coming along except rose and r2 and leah and i don't know why they didn't take r2 I don't know either. I don't know why they didn't take Leia, but I don't know why they didn't take Arthur. What was he going to do back there? That's because they knew they were going to introduce us to a second, a third, They were like, we can't droid. have three fucking droids on this adventure. A 19th fucking droid so they could sell more fucking toys. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Kylo gathers up the Knights of Ren, and he has a cyber chimp weld up his old helmet again. <laughs> By the way, I was so mad when that was over because I knew it was all downhill from there. <laughs> that was, was the like, best moment in the movie was, was like, the chimp in the welding mask. We're half an hour in. I've already seen the chimp. There's nothing <laughs> else in here. Uh. Um, then, then they get in their fucking shitty lifted pickup and roll coal over to the flagship. Uh, I don't know why the Knights of Ren have a ship that just smokes. It just smokes <laughs> as it flies through space. It's more evil. It's just... It's dumb. Yeah. They couldn't do it with design language. They had to make it belch smoke. <laughs> yeah, just like the Blue Angels or whatever. They just put a little fucking smoker on it and went, we're good. good anyway, go. Kylo drops Bulio's head on the table and announces that they've got a spy in their ranks. No, Bulio! But that it's kind of too late for the spy to do anything about it because they're like less than a day from being unstoppable. Yeah, really. The whole gang arrives on a desert world. Uh, it's called Pasana. That doesn't matter. In the middle of the Aki Aki Festival of the Ancestors. That also doesn't matter. Rude ass Nambi Gima wants to know Ray's last name. Will we ever find out? Uh, 
Then she has a Kylo Ren vision. He tells her that Palpatine wants her dead, and they make some personal attacks about their respective families. And then he snatches her festival beads off her neck through the Force and finds out where they are. Okay. Uh, A local First Order patrol finds them, but then that trooper catches one in the eye from a masked weirdo. The team boards his ugly crawler, and he takes off his mask, and it's Lando Calrissian. Fucking Billy D version. It is Billy D. Williams. They didn't uh, age Sorry. up Donald Glover. <laughs> would have been a wild decision. I would have been so into it if they just made him an <laughs> old had, man. They had Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford all playing their actual ages, and then they fucking, instead of Billy D. <laughs> oh, okay, what would have been more wild? They aged up Donald Glover, or they just uh, swapped him one for one with... Uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> well, we, unfortunately, he is in another Star Wars, so it's you can't use him anymore. Oh well, because he's in the Mandalorian. Well, it's Lando, and he's always uh, going like this. T- Mando. That's his whole deal. <laughs> he he tells the gang that he was here on this planet with Luke, tailing a Jedi hunter named Ochi, but when they found that guy's ship, it was fucking empty. Um, and then he doesn't say, and then Luke left me here, <laughs> but like, he's just been there forever. He does live there now. He got an RV and everything. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, ties are rolling in now. And so, uh, they get out of the armored crawler that no one knows they're in and jump on to some and steal some speeder bikes so that everybody is looking at them. Yeah. You can just see their whole faces and everything. And they start heading for Lurch Canyon, which is where this dude's <laughs> ship is. Then some fucking radical fucking Mountain Dew branded Thai snowmobiles give chase. And some of the troopers shoot off the back of those and have rocket packs. It's a whole thing. They even comment on it. Yeah. They talk about how they got rocket packs now. Uh, they reach Ochi's ship, which Ray recognizes. But while she's distracted, thinking about her past... Yeah. Like she's about to perform like Dewey Cox. Uh yeah, so think the about last... his whole life before he performs. <laughs> the last rocket trooper blows up their whole shit and then they start sinking in uh, some dry quicksand. Hmm. Uh luckily there's just uh, there's just a bottom, it just ends in a hole. And they drop through into some caves. Should we say that as they're sinking, Finn threatens to reveal some some kind of he threatens to uh, confess something to Ray. That's right. He has a secret, and they want to know what it is, and right. he doesn't want to tell them. We will definitely hear. He'll confess later for sure. It was going to come up. They yeah. can't leave um, it out of the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you tell, you you saying because he tells other people, but he never tells Ray? <laughs> I'm just saying. And she never asks? We never see anything <laughs> later in the movie where you think he's going to confess to her. It is just they hug in the end, and that's it. Anyway. Um... They find a busted up old Sith speeder in the caves, and then they find Ochi's bones and shit. So, like, guess that explains why his ship was empty. Yeah. Um, but what else do they find? A creepy dagger. And C-3PO says, oh, yeah, I can read this. It has the location of the thing we're looking for inscribed on it. But, bad news, it's fucking illegal for me to tell you where it is. <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's a piracy thing. I'm not allowed it to. Is, he literally says in the background, while no one's paying attention, that he thinks that the Senate passed that law during Chancellor Palpatine's 
tenure. <laughs> and it's like, Typical. it is literally DRM. Yeah. Yep. Oh, anyway, it's a worm cave and the cave worm appears. Um, and he is wounded and a- angry. Um, but Ray just fucking just goes with her gut and rolls with the flow and uses a brand new intuitive force healing power that she has <laughs> to u- heal it. A useless scene meant to introduce the healing power. Yeah. She heals this thing up because she has read all of it. She only had one book on Jakku and it was Aesop's Fables. Mm-hmm. And so she heals this fucking worm and then she tells everybody very proudly that she transferred some of her life energy through the force into the worm. Mm-hmm. And no one says, well, could you have done the opposite and stolen the worm's life force? Because <laughs> we'd prefer to be without the worm. Like, he seems, all right, he's pretty cool. He's going to fuck off and eat someone else, I guess. But, like, uh, <laughs> we still don't know how to get out of here. So we might bump into that worm again. We might run into him and he might be, he might have forgotten or he might just be hungry. Yeah. I don't know. They don't bother to take the time to explain to us that it's a one-way thing. She can only, she can only give it, I guess. <laughs> well, anyway, she healed that worm. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Knights of Ren are filming a car commercial on one rock. Uh, they just all take a stance up there as a helicopter shot circles around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ray can sense that. So she wanders out into the desert while the rest of the crew tries to get Ochi's ship started. Someone tells Chewie to go get her and he fucking stumbles down out of the ship. But one of them Knights of Ren sees him. Uh, Kylo comes after her in a TIE fighter and she does the thing from the uh, trailer. I'm sure you saw it. Even I couldn't avoid seeing it. Well, she does a cool flip and she cuts the wing off it. Uh, and Finn goes to see what the fuck's going on and he sees Chewie, uh, and the dagger, the special dagger that they need. Right. Get hauled up into a transport by the First Order. Uh, then he runs out of the desert and points at a transport that's taken off from behind a rock and tells Ray they have Chewie. And she holds it frozen in the air uh, with the force as Powers. Kylo slowly approaches from the wreckage. What did you say? I just said she's got powers. She's got all kinds she's of got powers, powers in this thing. For sure. Ships yeah. are fucking using its full thrusters and shit. And she's just like, nah. Yeah, just you stay there. Yeah. Anyway, Kylo Ren also grabs the transport and then the two of them play tug of war until Ray gets mad and lightning comes out of her hands and the transport explodes and uh, everyone's real surprised about that including Ray. Yeah, and sad cuz Chewie's in there. No, she does immediately scream Chewie. Yeah. Uh She gets on board Ochi's ship. They head to some space station. Ray tells Finn that she had a vision of herself sitting on the Sith throne with Kylo. Uh, meanwhile, the Millennium Falcon has been captured and towed into the flagship, uh, where Hux tells, uh, Allegiant General Pride, this is a new guy this week. Yeah, and that's what we needed, was more new characters. What's yeah. it, we're fucking ten minutes from the end of this fucking series, but no, we need more characters. Yeah, well, he tells this guy that the other transport brought back a valuable prisoner, and we immediately see that Chewie's alive, in case you were worried. <laughs> in case you were worried they were gonna do something interesting with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The gang now heads to Kijimi, a place where Poe is unwelcome, in order to find a black market droid smith to get the illegal inscription out of C-3PO's memory. Right. It's the next step on this quest. But the fucking Knights of Ren are just following them in their Dodge Ram. So, (laughs) uh, these guys, anyway, they can't do anything right. 
BB-8 wakes up an even smaller and cuter droid on the ship. <laughs> this guy's name is Dio, and he just says how you're supposed to feel during the various points in the movie. Sad. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think this droid can do? I know this is really a derail, but uh, it doesn't seem like it can do anything, and it can't even talk. So what the fuck good is this droid? It's a unicycle droid that talks about as well as those big dumb ones. That nothing. Uh, honestly, less well. <laughs> what that? What that? On Kajimi, yeah. which is heavily patrolled by First Order troopers, Poe finds himself at the end of Zori's pistol. You all know Zori? Yeah, I remember Zori. She was a purple cat suit and she's got a helmet that she doesn't take off she's and uh, star wars iron man yeah she hates poe yeah. uh, it turns out poe was a spice runner and his whole old crew is mad at him for ducking out on them and going to play resistance hero mm. um they're not that mad though ray wins them over with some stick work and uh then they head on down to find babu frick droid smith extraordinaire hey is he better than that chimp uh, well, the chip can weld, but yeah. Babu Frick knows all droid shit. All right. This guy is like six inches tall and Croatian, maybe? <laughs> something. It's something happening. And he can get the info out of Threeps, but it's going to blank him full factory reset. Yeah. Everyone says, doesn't R2 back up all your shit? So now 3PO is a real asshole if he doesn't say yes. To this dangerous procedure. (laughs) Oh boy. Hux and Allegiant General Pride tell Kylo that they've tracked Rey to Kijimi. Zori tells Poe that she finally has enough money to get out and she's got a captain's medallion to get past a bunch of blockades. And she offers him a way out of this war. But even though he has lost all hope after what happened on Crate, wait, is his hope? His hopes down to what, like less than one percent now? He has less than one percent hope oh, after damn. nobody came when Leia called for them in the last movie. It's rough. Uh, he can't run out on this war, so you know that scene. Yeah. Uh, Ray has finally figured out that where wait, she wait, saw. Wait, wait. I actually, he literally said, "But the space war. <laughs> what can I do? What can I do?" Sorry. Um, Ray's finally remembered that the place she saw Ochi's ship before was that her parents left on it when they left her with a living penis on car plot. (laughs) I'm glad she remembered that. Uh, A destroyer busts into the system and they learn... From Babu Frick, that the Wayfinder is in the on a moon in the Endor system. I know that place. Uh, but Ray can sense that Chewbacca is on the destroyer. Oh, good. So Sweet. now they need to get up to that destroyer. It's not even a cool reveal for her that he's alive. No. She's just like, oh, no, he's fine. She's like, uh, Chewbacca's on that ship. And they're like, what? <laughs> then she says, no, he's on the ship, man. I use the force. And they go... All right, I guess we got to go there. They couldn't even make it so that they bump into him when they're trying to re- re- retrieve the dagger or whatever. Yeah. So Zori gives Poe her special medallion so they can go to the destroyer. But she hated him five minutes ago. She hated him, and it was her way out. Yeah. Okay. Her way out of this place and out to the colonies. But she gives it up to him, and he loads it 
right into the special medallion slot on the ship and <laughs> flies up to hangar 12 and they come out blasting. Mm. Ray mind tricks some troopers and they make their way to Chewbacca's cell, but she can also sense that evil dagger. And she also knows through the force that they need that evil dagger. Mm. So they split up. Finn and Poe rescue Chewie and start heading for the Falcon, but they get surrounded by troopers and have to surrender. Ray grabs the dagger, but then has another Kylo Ren connection. No. And he tells her that he wasn't lying when he said that her parents were nobodies. <laughs> From a certain point of view. <laughs> From a certain point of view, because they chose obscurity in order to protect her. Ha <laughs> ha! See what I did? Uh-huh. Ugh. <sighs> Finn and Poe are taken to General Pride and General Hux. Pride orders them killed, but then he walks off before he can see it done. Mm. Kylo Ren tells Rey that Palpatine was looking for her and he had her parents killed when they wouldn't reveal her location. And then Vader's mask falls at Kylo Ren's feet. And now he knows she's just in his bedroom. Yeah, he's still down on Kojimi fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hux blasts the whole firing squad that's about to ice our friends and sa- announces gleefully that he's the spy. Yeah, just yells it. <laughs> Later, he has Finn shoot him to cover it up. Everyone gets uh, to the Falcon as Ray and Kylo face off in the hangar bay, and Kylo Ren finally tells Ray that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. What? Her father was the son of the Emperor. Oh, no. Uh, he also reveals that the two of them, Kylo Ren and Rey, are one. What? A dyad in the Force. Oh, good. I already know what that means. That's good. Yep, 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 yep. He wants to kill the Emperor and rule with her, and Rey jumps to the waiting Falcon, and they blast off out of there. Hmm. Wait, so you're telling me Palpatine fucks? <laughs> That's, wasn't that what the internet was excited about? I guess so. <laughs> the insinuation that he fucks. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, he must have fucked after he became the emperor, if you think about it. Unless Kylo Ren, unless Ray's a lot older than Kylo Ren. Yeah. But she seems pretty young. She does. Yeah. And maybe his son just waited a long time to have kids. Who knows? It's hard to say. Uh, Hux shows off his uh, boo-boo on his leg that he got to cover up being the spy. But the the new guy you said, General Pride, he shoots him in the chest. So I guess Hux was a little obvious on that one. That's a wrap on Hux. Yep. Good. It was all worth it. Well, it was all that character arc was beautifully fucking landed. They landed that one. Um, Ray is pissed off about her parents being killed by Palpy, even though she never really knew him. And obviously as a way of having a character tell us what their motivations are. So <laughs> uh, revenge, I guess, is what she's looking for. Uh, Kylo tells Palpy that he knows where Rey is going and that she'll never be a Jedi. Huh? Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't know those were the stakes, but okay. Cut to the Falcon, which crashed? Crashed on this planet or moon? I don't know. It's in the Endor system for some reason. Yeah. Why did it crash? No one knows. I don't know. The team is just going to walk to the Death Star's remains, which are very far away. Because that's where the Wayfinder is, at the where the Death Star fell or whatever. Because I guess yeah. it fell there. So I just at remember, least that one piece of it did. I just remember it exploding really good. But <clears throat> um, yeah, depending on which version you saw, it either became a big ball of sparks or it became a Praxis. 
<laughs> Did they remaster it so it became a Praxis? Yeah, after they saw Star Trek VI, that Praxis effect became very popular. Like, that is the good stuff right there. Uh, anyway, she uh, she pulls that dagger up and looks at it like it's a landscape painting or something, and she says she knows exactly where the Wayfinder will be on the Death Star. And just then, a lady rides up on like a a woolly horse. Yeah. Uh, I guess Babu Frick told her that these guys were coming. <laughs> That's right. You know the guy Lori we just didn't call them. <laughs> Babu Frick called them. Babu Frick, the little guy we just met, called these guys hey, that we just met. There's a bunch of guys coming. Get on your woolly horses. Um, and said that these guys were gonna come, and that they were so- the last hope of the universe, or something. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, um, Babu Frick knows all about these guys. Yeah. So okay. Well, okay. Uh, on the hey, Falcon, my drug dealer buddy Poe's coming with some friends. <laughs> Don't worry, he won't want to watch a football game in your living room. Oh, this isn't therapy. Sorry, 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 sorry. <sighs> on the Falcon, Finn learns that uh, from this new lady that all of the people on this planet are former stormtroopers who quit, like Finn did. Uh, a whole company of them all at once. They all just kind of looked at each other, and they just like, they fucking knew, man. <laughs> Finn tells this lady that the Force is why. You know? Yep. That's also, he tells her, because she's very interested in this, it's what brought him to Ray and Poe, too. That's right. And she says, I'm sorry, who are they? I don't. And he says, oh, I haven't introduced you guys yet. <laughs> I haven't really taken you around yet. They're my best friends <laughs> in the world. Ah, uh, just then. Uh, uh, what do you mean, who's Rose? Why would you even ask that? <laughs> the way Rose is treated in this movie is fucking hilarious. It's, dis- it's disrespectful. It's hilariously disrespectful. <laughs> like, uh, okay, well, well, anyway, we got three hours to talk about it. Um, Just then, Ray steals a skimmer, that's all boat, and heads out on some rough seas to sail out to the Death Star. Um, Finn and Poe fight about whether to go after the lady on the woolly horse. She had a name, right? Her name is Jana. Jana tells Finn that there's another skimmer, so I guess he's gonna follow her. On the Death Star, Ray finds the Wayfinder, and as soon as she holds it, she sees an evil her with, like, twin red sabers. Hell yeah. And then, the evil her beats her ass. Yes. <laughs> and she drops the Wayfinder right into the waiting hands of Kylo Ren. He did indeed know where she was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't lying. It's it's just weird about that, Matt, is he knew the location of both Wayfinders, and he chose the one where he had to kill a bunch of people to get to the chest, and not the one where he just had to land on the wreck. Well, he was trying to get more experience points. It's gonna... You do! It's gonna come in handy uh, later. At that point, he's supreme leader. Did he need them? <laughs> no, maybe he was... He was probably grinding because the Emperor had already done his big announcement, and he knew he had to go face him. That's right. Yeah, he's an optional boss, but he's grind out a couple of levels. Being an optional boss means he's way stronger. So anyway, also, and I don't know what this means, but he also uh, farmed a bunch of attack ups. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, they kept saying it. It kept showing up. I saw it in the subtitles. Kept saying he get Kylo gains another attack up, and I was like, okay, (laughs) whatever that means. Kylo says that just like him, she's all full of the dark side and can't go back to her friends now. He probably tells her she'll never be a Jedi, because that's what he likes to say. Um, anyway, she gets mad. They start fighting. Back at the rebel base, M- Maz Kanata? Kanata? Is that her name? Yes. 
says that Leia knows what she has to do. <laughs> to reach her son will take all of the strength she has left. Don't know why that's her saying it's a it. Serious rap happening. on Leia, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, Finn and his new lady friend, jo- Janna, show up at Death Star mid-saber duel, but are not permitted to assist. No. Kylo has the upper hand, but Leia reaches out to his mind. Do you remember how everybody liked that scene where Obi-Wan was caught behind the shutters because he forgot he could run hella fast? And uh, <laughs> so he just had to watch yes. as uh, Qui-Gon took one. He did not use his cool Jedi warp that he used earlier in the film. Well, this is kind of the same thing this time, except uh, Finn may not have that power. It's hard to say. Yeah, except uh, Ray just hella blasts him. Yeah. yeah. Ray, just, Ray just uses, uh, just says Fusroda at him and he's gone. Anyway, Leia reaches out to uh, Kylo's mind and he stops like mid-stroke and he drops his sword and fucking Ray catches it and runs him through with it. And yep. um, Leia dies back at the base, I guess, like Luke did in that last movie when he used his, the last of his strength. Well, except that her body does hang out there for most of the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's true, it doesn't disappear, Luke's. yeah. Her body disappears at the end when someone else goes into the Force. Sure. Uh, Ray is sad for some reason, and heals Kylo again for some reason. <laughs> She admits that she was tempted to take Ben Solo's hand when he offered it last film. So that's at least one thing that they carried over from the last film. Um, She takes the Wayfinder and she steals Kylo's fucking TIE fighter and jets out of there, leaving Kylo and all her friends. Yes. Then there's a Leia funeral or something back at the base. That's not important. Um, Back at Death Star, Kylo gets a visit from his ghost dad. Who tells well, him? It's not his ghost, Dad. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a memory. Yeah, you know, I know. He gets a visit from his ghost, Dad. I'm who, just saying there is no sense in which Han Solo is actually present. Who tells him Kylo Ren um, is dead now and Ben Solo is alive? I guess all it took was a sword through the gut. Or some of that good healing magic. Anyway, Kylo throws his sword away, which doesn't seem like it's going to help him save Rey later, which he's clearly decided to do already. Yeah. Um, Someone is going to need to enter. Now there's only one lightsaber, so we got to fix that problem. One lightsaber for two force users? Not enough. It's not enough. Unless they can split. Unless that one splits into two. That would be pretty cool. Um, Now we see General Pride taking his place as the new bad guy, which is great. I don't know this guy, and I don't care about him. No, but apparently he served Palpatine uh, during the Clone Wars. He's kind of their Obi-Wan. He was one of the 50 guys. Yeah. That was one of the boys. Uh, Then the First Order uses one of their big ship-mounted guns on the new cruiser, new whatever, destroyers, to blow up Kajimi. Yep. Um... Poe is interrupted in his morning of Leia by Billy D, who I guess now is also back at base, who says uh, they won in the old days the power of friendship. Yes. Finn learns off screen from our new droid friend Dio that the, the little guy has all the information about Exegol they'll ever need. Maybe? Because they definitely don't use his information to find it. Anyway. He's got a map and maybe that thing about how the ship's have to do a special trick to take off. 
<laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, let's see. Um, Ray tries to throw her lightsaber into the burning wreck of Kylo's fighter. I think yeah. is she on Luke's old hangout? Yeah, she went to Luke's old place. Well, anyway, Force Ghost Luke, as opposed to living memory Han. She only knows two things about being a Jedi. Obstacle courses and pouting on that one rock. <laughs> yep, just like Luke would have done in the olden days, for sure. Yep. Uh, anyway, so again, Force Ghost Luke, not living memory like Han, uh, catches it and tells her, we all knew you were a palpy and we didn't tell you because tradition, probably. <laughs> anyway, you still have to go fight Palpy, so like fucking focus up and get to work. Uh then he gifts her Leia's lightsaber. We didn't even yes. know she had one, but No. We get to see the creepy CGI flashback of young Leia's last day of training. Um I guess she saw that her Jedi journey was gonna be bad news, so she did exactly what Luke is telling Ray not to do now. And quit on that mess to focus on being a general, I guess. Yeah, she she saw that if she completed her training, and she only had one day left, but she saw that if she completed her training, then in the future her son would die. But, like, she didn't complete her training, and her son died. Yeah. I mean, spoiler yeah. alert, everybody. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Yoda would probably say, hey, man, you had fucking one weird vision or dream. Like, maybe still do, maybe still do your mind. Maybe do your mind yeah. for a bit. I mean, Luke was tried to quit a million times, and he didn't let him. But Luke let Leia quit. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so Ray, I guess is if now she's gonna take two lightsabers to Exegol. Yeah, she's got two. So now there's the right number of lightsabers, but they're not distributed correctly. Okay. Well, cool story. Also, she's like, I don't know how to get to Exegol. And Luke is like, you have everything you need. And she immediately knows that means to check the glove compartment in Kylo's burned out fighter. <laughs> and there's another yeah. wayfinder in there. So <laughs> that's cool. I don't know how she knew that. When he said that she had everything she needed, I thought he meant like spiritually. Yeah, I thought she was gonna like get in touch with the force, and then she would like no. Well, she just other, looks in the glove compartment. The other thing she needs is a ship to get there, and um. Oh well, yeah, so, yeah. He pulls his X wing out of the water for her to use. Yeah, his old, it's been sitting in there for fucking years, but his water's right up. His waterlogged. I remind X-wing. you that this entire movie takes place in less than sixteen hours of real time. <laughs> yep. So they don't even dry it off or pull seaweed out of it. I'm sure. I actually knowing what the clock looked like at the end of the movie, I was just theorizing to myself like no shit ray's not doing a good job in these fights like she probably has to pee like a motherfucker oh yeah when would she have had time she's been holding it in all day it's garbage um all right c3po runs into r2d2 back at base who restores his memory immediately so so much for his great sacrifice yeah ray sends a message leading everybody to exegol She's, like, flying around in the X-Wing wearing Luke's old helmet and all that business. Um, They figure out that they have to knock out those destroyers on Exegol before their shields come online, which will happen when they get out of the atmosphere. Uh, one of the hobbits says, Why don't we lightspeed it into them like the last movie? And Finn just waves them off. <laughs> and says, That's, You're dumb. I'm not gonna, no. Finn, 
Finn says uh, the Eagles are sentient and may not want to get involved in the war. <laughs> and also, they're like kind of Gandalfs also. That's right. Like they're Gandalf level entities. So like you can't just hit them up for a ride all the time. Yeah, exactly. Lando and Chewie are going to take the Falcon out to the core systems and find friends to help in this big battle coming up. Uh, Ray should have waited before jumping into the system, though, because as soon as she gets there, the destroyers begin to deploy. But the Rebel fleet takes a bit longer to get there and start attacking. Yeah. yeah. She didn't well, coordinate. Lando's got to fucking go to the core worlds and round them up. I remind you, the whole movie takes place in less <laughs> than 16 hours of real time. Yeah. I, I would like to know how he got those 15,000 ships. I would like All to know. these fucking ships were just... Ready to go. Yeah, and all sort of close enough that he could send a message to everyone at the same time. And Maybe he used the same technology Palpy uses. I don't know. They're, they were like, do we have time to gas up? And he was like, you do not. <laughs> you get whatever you got. Um. Anyway, Ray parks because she doesn't care about these planet-killing destroyers. Just Palpy. That's all she's interested in. Um, well, that's her part of this mission, huh? Pride figures out what the rebels are trying to do, which is take out some comms towers. Like after the after the small rebel fleet gets there, and he switches the shit up. Now he's gonna do it from his ship instead of one of those little communications towers. Because you gotta like, I don't know, this is so dumb that we have to explain this. Because you gotta like <laughs> lead the ships up. They can't for some reason they can't navigate up. They gotta have Exegol somebody lead is, them. It's an extremely nasty world, and it's so fucking bad there that the star destroyers don't even know which way is up. Though they did manage to get out of the oceans and rise about a mile. <laughs> yeah, up it's there, just they keep going away from the oceans when you probably be okay. Seems like they could, but listen, you don't know how fucking nasty with Sith energies the planet right. of Exegol is. Right. Can't be done. So anyway, they gotta have a. There's gotta be one fucking antenna on the ground to tell them which way is. I guess is down, and yeah. then they go away from that. So he's not going to use the one on the ground anymore. He's going to use his own ship to do it. And Which had already was already in space. Now Finn and his new... I mean, it wasn't. It was like, if they were a mile up, his ship was a mile and a half up. I don't understand <laughs> why. You could see it. I know, he's right it's next like to him. It's like not that far. Yeah. At, uh, whatever. Finn and uh, Janna are going to have to launch a ground invasion of a Star Destroyer. Hell yeah, on yaks. I don't know why that's better than just blowing it up, but that's what they're going to do. Um, Can't do that. It's got it's shields are probably up. Oh, it got out of the atmosphere. It's the one of them. Um, listen, it didn't get out of the atmosphere because <laughs> everybody's going to be running around there without masks and shit. But um, you know, it's film. It did the other part. It was able to take off, so maybe its shields work too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they take their woolly horses up there and they start a ground war on the destroyer. Seems like if you only have to knock one out, you might be thinking about holdo maneuvers again, though, huh? Yeah, but that's what the Hobbit said. But Finn said no. Finn yeah, said okay. no. You can't. I guess. Uh, do you skip the part where Poe named Finn co-general? Oh yeah, because I don't know what that did, other than that was a nice moment for them. Yeah, but so now I guess if Finn says it's off, it's off, because uh, <laughs> despite the fact that everyone else there is wearing a uniform and has a hierarchy and presumably military experience, Leia left Poe in charge and he made Finn a general. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ray finds her way to the throne room. Uh, Palpy seems pretty physically attached to a bunch of machines, so I don't know who's using that throne. I guess he's been keeping it warm for her. Anyway, yeah. he shows himself and he calls her Empress and uh, he says, 
oh yeah, f- fuck me up with your two swords and my spirit will go inside of you. Mm. Yeah, it does seem like there is no way that he knows to make his body whole again and for him to rule. Mm-hmm. So he's just really worried about getting a successor in place. And I either his consciousness is going to go into her or... He's this is all just some Sith mysticism, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna die, but you know, you'll be all set." Yeah, all of these weirdos who are watching this and yeah, they're sitting quietly. Whole fucking audience full of fucking Sith ghosts. It's like, uh, but I mean, it's like an Ohio State football stadium worth of them. Oh, I didn't know how many. I said it was about the size of the San Jose Convention Center. I couldn't tell. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> Anyway, Finn and pals destroy another comms tower on that destroyer, but I guess they're just going to, like, reset again. Hey, they got more. Guys, <laughs> guys, this movie is already so long. Do we have to do three rounds on this comms tower? <laughs> they're just going to reset again and do it a different way. I don't know. Finn's going to do a suicide mission, he thinks, and blow up the destroyer using the turrets on the destroyer so that they can't. Do whatever that resetting thing is. Yeah. Palpy reveals a cool Sith audience. Oh, that's what we were just talking about. Um, uh, just full of old dead Sith, I guess. Um, or maybe they're alive, honestly. I mean, just we'd always been they, told there are only two Sith at any time, so I'm just... Yeah, well, these are Sith cultists. Uh, this, this, these are the people who are on all those ships, by the uh, way. These are the Sephiroth clones or whatever. Yeah, or are they just like robes or like... This planet sucks. You're going to want a robe over your nice clothes. Um, maybe they're more like the cultists at the Mage Tower in Final Fantasy uh, VI. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, Palpy pulls his favorite trick, which is showing Ray all of her friends dying out there. <laughs> it's kind of his only thing. <laughs> Somehow, kind of unexplained, Kylo Ren gets there. Oh, he brought a different TIE fighter. Anyway. Uh, it's one of the old ones, so it came from the Death Star. He uh, He runs into his old gang. Who he probably calls the Knights of Me. Yeah. Ray becomes Kirk this week and will not kill Palpatine. But <laughs> she does telepathically give Kylo one of those lightsabers. Because he's getting his Luke's, butt. He has to have a boy lightsaber. <laughs> Obviously. So it says yeah. on it, lightsaber for boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he was getting his butt kicked by those knights until he just pulls that lightsaber out of nowhere and he very quickly kills the knights of ren and she kills some of those red suited guards those guys are always around oh yeah these imperial guards man they're they ain't shit uh anyway so it's not like they're anti-murder they just didn't want to kill palpatine to like i don't know because you give him the satisfaction or something well, it seemed like he really, really wanted her to, so <laughs> it was. Pr- I'm probably about to think about it for a minute. Yeah. This seems like a trap. Yeah, that was a. Real... Also, he says his spirit will go inside me if I kill him. So, dude, mm. I got the feeling that was the empty city ruse, though. I mean, it could be. <laughs> like he was sitting up there playing his loot, going, "Oh, all the guards are gone. I hope you don't come into my city." And then see me ran away. Um. All right. Uh, Palpy levitates both of them and knocks their lightsabers out of their hands and uh, he discovers which is something that we already knew and knew all about is that they are a dyad in the force. Yep. I think this is key to the plot of this movie. Yes. I think he's about to explain what that is but then he gets distracted and starts to suck out their life force so he can become strong again. He doesn't quite get to explaining what it means. (laughs) 
Well, he calls a fucking audible when he figures out that they're all full of healing energies <laughs> and it can make his fingers grow back and make his eyes look like eyes again. Yeah, because he's not great at shooting lightning with his broken ass fingers. And yeah. we know that's what he's really into. Yeah, well, it turns out he's got a whole new plan, which is now he can just be the emperor. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's going to become strong again. He takes all their fucking life force out. Um, In the space battle, things seem hopeless. The hope meters run out again, down to less than 1% of hope. But just then, Chewie and Lando arrive with reinforcements. A huge fucking fleet. It's a fucking shitload of them. I guess from the core systems. The gang's all there. The ghost from Rebels, the magic school bus, fucking everybody you want to see at the Enterprise E. They're just all there. (laughs) Yep, they fly around blowing up those planet-killing cannons on the ships. Somehow Poe's girlfriend Zori is zipping around in an X-Wing with Babu Frick. I can't explain it. She brought Babu Frick with her. I can't explain any of it. I can't explain it. Listen, their whole planet was destroyed. He probably just fucking jumped in when she took off, but like... (laughs) Uh, He's he's not belted in. He's going to get all knocked around in there. And she's an expert X-Wing pilot, too, so that's cool. Um, Well, they're spice runners, you know. Palpy throws Kylo down a bottomless pit because he's never seen Star Wars. Then he does an EMP on the fleets above. And uh, Ray lies there limp, watching all of her buddies up there. Falling out of the sky, maybe? I don't know. And then um, all of the Jedi ever sent her a Christmas card, and she hulks up. It's honestly like six or seven. With the captions, you could tell who it is, and it's confusing who they chose and who they didn't. Yeah, there were some no-names in there. I mean, no-names to me. Because it's like both versions of Obi-Wan... <laughs> and uh, I thought it was an odd choice that the Alec Guinness version is just saying, from a certain point of view. <laughs> and you're like, why did they choose that? That's not what he should be saying right now. Uh, Yoda, Luke, a lot of Anakin. Yeah. A lot of Hayden Christensen, which is weird. Yeah, and, he, uh, and they chose for him, they chose him saying, I hate him. Ahsoka Tano is in there a few times, and it's like, well, hang on, because she's alive in this season of The Mandalorian. Yes. Are things not going to go well? Why is she here? (laughs) Yes. And then, like, Ayla Sekera is there, and uh, the blind Jedi from Rebels. I have Kanan is there. Seriously, a lot of people I did not really know who they were. Right. So, anyway, all the Disney property people are there. Yeah, that's probably the main purpose. Well, I don't know if you heard just uh, just a little off topic. Uh, oh, Mace Windu does has a bunch of them. They announced like 15 Star Wars shows this week. Yeah, they're going buck wild with it. So maybe, maybe we'll talk about some other backdoor piloting that might be happening here too. Anyway. Uh, all right, so they all send her a Christmas card, every one of them. And she hulks up. Again, Palpy has not seen this movie franchise. So he tries a lightning attack on Rey. <laughs> which she pretty easily blocks and then this is how he ended up looking this way (laughs) i don't know how he doesn't know this and by the way he fell down a bottomless shaft one time and he exploded at the bottom and he's fine yeah but he threw kylo down that pit and he thought that was it anyway i mean he wasn't fine hojo had to save him yeah it was pretty bad but all he had to do was find a diet in the force and eat their life energy he's all right yeah. Well, they hadn't, there hadn't been one in generations, yeah. so. Uh, anyway, she deflects this lightning back into him eventually. Who could have seen that coming? He straight explodes again, and the whole place goes to hell. 
up above, uh, the rebels take out the bad guys. F- Finn and pals get rescued by Lando and the Falcon because they're still on that destroyer. Uh, <laughs> Faye, Faye, Ray drops her saber and dies, I guess, which Finn <laughs> feels from the Falcon. Yep. Kylo climbs out of that bottomless pit and goes to Ray and returns the favor that she did him earlier. And he uses his entire life force to restore hers. Babylon 5 did it better. Oh, for sure. Uh, Ray mourns the lifeless Kylo as he yeets out of existence. <laughs> and Maz Kanata looks on from far away. She's the only one not interested in this battle. She has not been on the radio. She's just been watching Leia's body to make sure it goes into the force. Uh, the whole galaxy watches the First Order crumble. And then they have a party back at the base. And Rose hugs her love interest, Chewbacca. <laughs> Poe nods at his love interest, Zori. And Maz Kanata gives Chewie a medal to uh-huh. ruin everybody's fun in real life. <laughs> we now are not allowed to make that point anymore. About Leia the was film. holding that medal while she thought about Ben. Why? <laughs> she wanted to tell someone to give it to Chewie when he gets back, I guess. Was it Han Solo's old medal? What's the deal? <laughs> it probably know. was, right? Because well, Leia didn't wear one herself. Now it goes to Chewie. So that's yeah. really cool. Really cool. Um, Ray lands back at the base and is greeted by her love interest, BB-8. Lando does a backdoor pilot with Finn's new lady friend from the Endor <laughs> system. I mean, there's no other way to describe that scene. It's 100 Why don't we go on some pilot. adventures? What? <laughs> uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray do a group hug. Back on Tatooine, Ray goes to the old family moisture farm. Not her family, obviously. She's a Palpatine. But she, um, at first she sleds down into it into the farm but then she's back up on the surface burying the lightsabers so i don't really know what she well, did down there it, well no it's like in skyrim where you have to go through the dragon door and a bunch of mazes to get in but then like there's a back way out that you can only open from the other way oh, okay well anyway um she buries those two lightsabers we saw earlier yeah uh, in the dirt i guess maybe for some kids to find later or something and then uh she shows off her cool new yellow lightsaber to nobody which I think is a double lightsaber, like in her vision, by the way. Oh, the yellow one's a double one? It looked like from the handle that it might be. Uh, well, she's showing it off to nobody, except, I mean, an old lady comes by. <laughs> There's an old lady right there, and she has no questions about the lightsaber. No, but she does demand to know Ray's first and last name. This is, uh, listen, she's another fucking, hold on. I wrote it down. <laughs> That's on page one. She's another fucking Nambi Gima, and she has to know Ray's family name. Yeah, it's very important because she's like Ray, and she's like, "What about your last name, though? Don't be impolite." So Ray hesitates, looks over, and sees Ghost Luke and Leia, and proudly proclaims, "Ray Skywalker." And that's, that's the end of. All of that, I hope. I mean, I really hope. <laughs> I hope Matt, you left it. out my favorite part. Huh? The Ace Combat-style plot relayed by radio message where mm-hmm. Finn, in the middle of the battle, yep. tells Poe, people are rising up everywhere. <laughs> and then we cut to all the shots of Star Destroyers <laughs> blowing up in space. It is very Ace Combat. 
Oh, boy. Hey. I don't know how he knows that. I guess the force told him. Man. Hey. Hey. What was this fucking movie about? What was the premise? Yeah, okay. Um, I think the fundamental idea of this movie is that you are not alone, and there are more good people than bad people in the world. They do say it at least twice that there's more of us. But, like, what it's happens undercut. if there's not more of you? Yeah, uh, we could be wrong. <laughs> so that's one. Yeah. Uh, it's also undercut a little bit by the continued focus on an in-group of special people, yeah. um, such as a Force Dyad, yeah. uh, Ray becoming all Jedi, and Palpatine all Sith, so that makes them pretty special. Poe immediately naming his friend Finn co-general. <laughs> Um, They're just scrappy generals, you know? Yeah, but the idea that what makes the good fight winnable is people working together in the darkness hmm. is still a strong one. Like, it's a good Star Wars message. This is not the worst part of the movie. Oh. I am giving it six points. Wow, okay. All I had was the power of friendship, bro. Well, I mean, this is clearly... It's all tied up. It's the same idea. It's what saves Finn and Poe and Rey and even Kylo, you know, spiritually. Well, I'm glad you know what saved him, because <laughs> I have major questions. But wait, Ghost Dad told him all about it. Well, there are no more questions after that scene. I thought it wrapped everything up really nicely about his character. I mean, Ghost Dad asserted that he was redeemed now. Yeah, right. And so it's, it's okay if Ray kisses him at the end, but... <laughs> um, I think we're good. Yeah. I think that we learned everything. Um, anyway, no amount of evil can overcome a group of, I don't know, 10 to 15 cool friends. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's obviously sentimental crap. I I thought maybe we were going to do a Kylo redemption story, kind of like how Darth Vader redemption story was sort of a key piece of the first trilogy. Or like maybe the Rey choosing her own identity and not like defining herself by what other people think or something. But those are just Mm -hmm. like side adventures that take up five minute chunks of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. And the rest of the movie is every character saying to every other character, I have to help my friends. And don't yeah. worry, we have each other. So. That's what it is. I gave it a three. I didn't find they were doing enough there. But that's okay, because they the execution. I'm sure that the execution scores could be wild on this one, so go ahead. Well, here's what I wrote. There's so much wrong here that we need to just have a free-flowing conversation, I think. Okay. <laughs> because I will take two hours just on this section otherwise. <laughs> like, my notes are so long on <laughs> I came back and I wrote that at the beginning after I wrote all my notes. Like, all right. So let's just talk about the movie as a movie. And then at the end, we'll say what our scores are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to start with the pace though. All right. Cause this was paced like something written by Andre Agassi circa 1997. <laughs> they introduce 750 new characters, <laughs> concepts and plot points. And they take no time at all to explain any of them. Yes. And why is that? It's because they have to spend so many fucking precious minutes walking back almost everything about The Last Jedi. (laughs) Yeah, they really are, like, very thorough. It's extremely thorough. They're like, hey, everything that happened last time, don't even fucking worry about it. It don't matter. It's like, in Empire, Obi-Wan's gotta gotta do... Wait, is it in... Is it Return of the Jedi where Obi-Wan's like, yes. uh, from a certain point of view? Uh, from, a, from a certain point so of they view. They gotta handle that, and then and then they don't even attempt to handle, I kind of always knew you were my brother. <laughs> she does they say They just it. leave that one. That one just sits there. She says it. 
But they spend so much time. Like you said, someone has to bring up the Holdo maneuver so that Finn could say, we can't do that. It was so like, crazy when he went, nah, though, we could, no. No, we can't. Right. Uh, we Kylo Ren can't just have been wrong about Ray's parents. Mm-hmm. That can't have been a Snoke delusion or whatever. He has to, like... Okay, listen, I know you're going to be mad about this. And then Luke has to say, yeah, Leia also, and I also knew, and <laughs> we didn't all, tell you. They all do exactly what old Alec Guinness did that that nobody liked. Yeah. I mean, when he says from a certain point of view, Luke says back to him, from a certain from point a of certain view. point of view. Like, I, was, I didn't remember that he said that back to him until this watch through. Because I thought, there's no way they're going to call that out. Like, that's their bad <laughs> band-aid on the plot. But no, Luke just they have goes, to, They have to rush past that so no one thinks about it. <laughs> uh, but, like, they got to undo fucking every <sighs> single thing. Like, the last movie, Kylo Ren's not going to be redeemed. This movie, to- 100%. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. He's so redeemed. But how can we redeem him, though? What are we going to do? He- there's got to be some kind of greater evil, right? Something. Eh. Well, what could that be? We already killed Snoke. Like, what else? Oh, it's Palpatine. Give oh, me Palpatine. bring Palpatine back. So anyway, they spend so much fucking time walking back episodes. This is the, my top number one comment on execution, is they waste all these precious minutes walking back The Last Jedi instead of explaining the plot of this movie, and it 100% shows. They were so overt about their disgust with episode eight i i'm surprised they didn't just go rose uh she died on the way from the base she died she got hit by an asteroid she's dead because like they don't even put her in the she's like in the movie in three scenes doing nothing and you're just uh, like, the internet said she wasn't hot enough and they hated her so she's dead <laughs> she's dead to us i i was like wow that like in the in episode eight i was like who's this new character why do we care why why are we introducing a new love interest i thought finn's thing was that he loved ray what is all this but it makes even less sense when you watch nine because then in nine they just go no that's nothing don't look over next complaint next complaint palpatine's motives and circumstances (laughs) are totally inscrutable they don't even that's something they don't really try to explain no that when you if you have a character right, somehow Palpatine has returned from the dead. Yeah. That first of all, that's a slap in the face. Yeah. Well, isn't it the Hobbit mean, who says like, "Oh, they must have been like, oh, cloning, dark science, who secrets knows? known only to the Sith." I don't know. Your guess is as so good I as I guess mine. it was cloning. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we see all those Snoke tubes. It probably was cloning, but like, no one cares. The no attempt is to. You don't. You never understand what Palpatine is trying to do because you don't understand. Can he? He can't leave that armature. Yes, and also in that final scene, he comes up with three different plans. Yeah, he's just like he, on the fly, he's switching it up. Like early in the movie, he's like, oh, he's, he's but, like, you, he's Kylo like, Ren, will be my apprentice, and you'll take over for me. It'll be great. And then later, he's like, Ray, I've always been waiting for you. <laughs> You're going to he's be like my if, apprentice. If Peyton Manning had two concussions in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then the second quarter, he was calling audibles. That's what Palpatine's like in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that game where he had his jaw wired shut and just went out there and kept playing with blood trickling down his chin. <laughs> they shouldn't have let him play, but it was the pre-CTE understanding days, I think. I have uh, another complaint. Yeah, the sure. timeline is entirely impossible. And there's no reason for it to be. Because the information that the Emperor is going to strike in 16 hours comes from a spy. Yeah. So they could have made it five days and then it'd be like, 
Well, why would Palpatine wait five days? I don't, I don't know, man. That was his timeline. <laughs> That's right. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, his, he doesn't know that they know when he's going to strike, necessarily. So there's no reason for that. His timeline doesn't make sense anyway, because he's telling Kylo Ren early in the movie, like, you're my number one guy, and you're going to get to take over this cool fleet. But then he's like, but also, in 16 hours, I'm just going to start using it. <laughs> yes. Like, regardless of where you are, I'm going to start my operation in 16 hours. But you go kill Rey, and then you can be in charge of the fleet, which I will already have used. Yeah, there's, so there's no reason for the 16 hours at all, but you can't stop thinking about it every time you're like, we're going to another location? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Oh, Poe went back to the base? I mean, look, <clears throat> we could talk about Palpy and all everything to do with him for days, but also now we're on a scavenger hunt for some dumb prisms? Correct. Whose idea was this? Were they going to sell some prisms? There's not one relic or quest for a relic in the whole previous six movies <laughs> I, I i kept thinking are they you can't sell a prism toy like what's it gonna do uh-huh i couldn't understand the point it doesn't even it's not even like the one in 10 forward that was an actual tiger electronic games toy or whatever like rather than make exegol impossible to find maybe just make it so that they don't learn that he's on exegol till the end yeah. Then you don't have to do any of the Wayfinder business. Uh, yeah, well, no, clearly they wanted to do the Wayfinder business. Well, because the Wayfinder How else are these people going to run into Lando Calrissian? That's what I was going to say, because the Wayfinder business leads you to Lando, which is important, because they're going to do a Lando TV show on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Why is Carrie Russell in this as a helmeted ex-girlfriend of Poe? A character? That's uh, a good question. A character I thought we had all decided didn't need a backstory. Yeah. Poe had no backstory in the first two films. He's just a guy. Yeah, he's the most daring pilot. Then halfway through the last chapter, we give him a backstory? Yeah. This is what I kept saying over and over again. Aren't we a little late in the game to be introducing a new character, a new fucking plot point, a new backstory, a new whatever? And they just kept doing it. I said it last week, man. Don't do a Mayweather story in the second to last episode. It's, it's You've right. done 95 other episodes without talking about him or giving him a personality. Don't start now. It doesn't make any sense. You made your choices, <sighs> sir. Palpy's got this giant fleet of warships, right? It's uh, in, another impossible thing, sure. Just, I don't know, underground or whatever. Um Somewhere underground, somewhere under the water, it's very hard to tell. Why didn't he ever use them against the Resistance the first time? Did he not have them yet? Did he <sighs> yeah, build them as if when he was a I puppet? I think this is what he's been doing since episode six. So not only did he come back somehow, uh-huh. but since he's been attached to all those machines, he's been building this big old fleet? Uh, building, crewing? <laughs> yeah, crewing too. <laughs> crewing the fleet? What is this? All those ships have people on them, and we know there's no computers, there's no automation in Star Wars. There's no. a guy at every gun on every Star Destroyer. At least one. So, <clears throat> it's unclear how many ships he has, but let's say 10,000, because it seemed like a lot. Uh, do you want to so, take the next one? Because I got 50 more. Th- there's a couple million people? I know, I know! On those ships? He's ah. somehow been recruiting, but no one, is, no one knew about it until he sent out his little message. I don't know. No explanation is given at all for why nobody came to Crate and the world's largest fleet, 
the largest fleet ever assembled in the universe shows up to help. What do you mean, no explanation? They needed the charisma of Billy D. Williams. Well, I did write, except maybe that Lando is more charismatic than Leia. He gets it done in a minute. He hops in yeah. and goes, hey, everybody. And then we're just like, oh. I'm calling in all my favors. It's me, Lando Calrissian. I think I want to go where he's going. Owner of Lobot the Slave. <laughs> oh, no. Is Lobot a slave? I mean, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Here's one. I did not like them putting CGI Leia through a Space Ghost Coast to Coast interview and then spitting her (laughs) answers out at us. Just whatever old snippets of dialogue they had left in the can, like, be patient, or don't tell me what things look like, tell me what they are, or never underestimate a droid. Their plan, Disney's plans for this trilogy went haywire immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and went like crazy haywire after nobody liked episode eight. Yep. But they were not in the least bit prepared for <laughs> Carrie Fisher to up and die. And I mean, while they could have been sane and had her die off screen yes. or have her ship get blown up in the opening scene. Yes. Or made it a part of Kylo Ren's thing that this time he did kill his mom. Yeah. Instead, they did decide that they had, they bought the computer that made Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, (laughs) and they did decide that that was gonna get him through it. Yeah, I mean... And I want, we should be clear, I know this is probably another point on your huge list of points. (laughs) They were not confident about it. No. In the scene where Luke is training Leia in the past uh-huh. and they have those guys wear those helmets so that they could just paint their faces yep. over and they don't have to do a whole head. They can just do the face because it's, it's half in the helmet. Yeah. Like they were, it was clear that they knew this was dodgy. <laughs> it was not good technology. <laughs> the way that people kind of liked that they made Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, people did yeah. were not going to like this. They kept looking yeah. at it going, why does it look worse? How do, <laughs> how did we make it look worse? Say they got the same animators and the animators are looking at the screen for 15 hours at a time going, why does it look worse? I don't understand. I also, we did so good I with also, Tarkin. <laughs> also refused to believe this was the best of the outtake footage they had for Carrie, for Carrie Fisher from episode seven and eight. It's not good. I think that JJ got bored and was like, we've got enough. Well, the result is that, like, she doesn't even give Rey a reason she shouldn't go to Exegol. She just says nope. no and then stands there like a CGI statue. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, later she knows what she has to do. Um, so, like, um, I get it. Carrie Fisher died. Everyone's doing their best. But their best wasn't very good. No, I think you're right. All better options, you said earlier. Just have her die. Yeah. Just have her be dead and everyone will understand in real life And everyone knows died. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be a huge concern. People will go, ah, it's too bad she died. She couldn't be in this movie. Oh, well. This is like some creepy, gross nonsense. And again, it is just straight up like fucking um, uh, Willie Nelson talking about old Kentucky Shark. (laughs) And you're just like, I don't know what they're really telling him in that interview, but his answers are garbage. (laughs) I got more. It's like when Conan O'Brien says you think my show is like a cop show on <laughs> tbs or whatever isn't and it it's like conan's trying so hard yep. to make to give them something they can do 
uh how about what what to say about chewie's not death <laughs> it is the first sign that this movie might turn itself around like in the theater i was already sweating and distraught and then oh, chewie yeah. died and i went oh sh- fuck she did a whoopsie and she yeah. killed Chewie, and this is going to be like, she's going to have to overcome this. She might like lose her confidence or be afraid that she's really evil and not want to use her powers. smash cut to Huck saying, good news, everybody, Chewbacca's alive. <laughs> I think I audibly went, what? I mean, he's just hanging out on another ship. It's like a producer went, no, 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 no. You can't kill Chewbacca. He's the one guy we've recast. <laughs> That's right. Like, oh, we, you killed all the old guys because the actors were getting old. But this guy can be we can forever. just re, we there's an endless amount of Serbian basketball players that we can put <laughs> in that suit. We're gonna re, we're gonna rewrite it so that Wookiees live to be eleven thousand years old, <laughs> and we'll never have to get rid of him. I, I couldn't believe they walked that back and immediately walked it back. Oh, instantly. It is one of several occasions in this show, in, in this movie, where a critical plot point is introduced. There's one <laughs> scene in between, and then and then we see the critical plot point play out. Yeah. And it's like, boy, you guys have no faith. No Um, I mean, and then the same thing with C-3PO, who makes his great sacrifice. Oh, God. He's going to lose his memory forever, and he won't be the same C-3PO. Oh, no. But then they even say in that scene, but, like, R2 backs up your memory. And then later on, he's just, like, gets it all back. And it's like, what was that for? C-3PO is the biggest ass clown (laughs) in the whole of the nine movies. Yes. He's sarcastic. He is a coward. He's extremely pompous. And they give him this fucking sweet goodbye speech that's 100% yeah. out of character. Where he has to take and, a picture to take with him or whatever. Yeah, and that they've already, we've they've already said R2's got the backup. <laughs> and then five minutes later, we see R2 do the backup. And what do we get out of it movie-wise? We get out of the dumb plot point that makes no sense. And we get like five real mild laughs about how he thinks he's meeting everyone for the first time. Uh-huh. And, by the way, this all could have been part of that same story with Chewie. Like, he might have been forced to die for her mission, and they could have been showing her ruthless side to foreshadow the Palpy reveal or something about how fucking C-3PO has to die so she can get this information or whatever. Right. But nah, they don't do anything. No, 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 no. It's just a lot of nothing. They've replaced uh, Anthony Daniels' body with CGI for a long time now, so... (laughs) And he they'll find someone forever. to do the voice, or he'll get a new voice module or some shit, hey, right? when so. are they going to replace Data with CGI? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I have not yet seen Picard, so. Because he looked rough in that. <laughs> um, Yeah, I got another one. Yeah. We still never bother to question the morality of annihilating all these child soldiers who were forced into this life. Nope. During the attempt to free Chewie... Listen, the one are you talking about the ones that the force didn't reach out to and convince <laughs> yes, to mutiny? That's right. Because uh obviously they're trash. During the Chewy rescue, they kill hundreds of them. <laughs> they oh, yeah. just walk down corridors shooting one per second for the entire like set of scenes, and you're like, yep. Oh my god, all these guys were just children who were Hux taken Ice away. is three of them himself, and uh, he knew who they were. 
And we'll say it again. Every time in these movies, the supposed bad guys, when they capture people, go, we'll put them in jail. <laughs> That'll show them. And then the good guys are always just like, summarily <coughs> execute everyone you see. They must die. Yeah. And I just was watching that scene going, oh, wow. All these guys were just children who were taken from their families and like brainwashed and no one's going to help them. And there's kind of a lot of talk about how the First Order kidnaps children to make child soldiers in this one. <laughs> yep. A lot. So it's really, it really hits home. Because it's important for the the pilot they're shooting. Did they shot, they backdoored a pilot. Did you remember that? Did you see that? <laughs> there is no purpose to that. Other than maybe we're going to do a show like this. They have fucking <laughs> Billy D meet this lady for the first time. And he's like, hey, where are you from? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, would you like to find out? <laughs> Let's fucking go on an adventure. And it's like, why? These guys ain't met before. <sighs> I mean, look. Uh, here's another one for you, Matt. The fleet being entirely armed with planet-killing weapons is a joke in universe. Uh-huh. He says, of course. Because of, of course, course they are. Because of, yeah. Like, first of all, that has always been Star Wars' only thing. Planet Killers. There's yeah. a one big gun, and you gotta stop the big gun. And this time they went, well, but what if there was 500 big guns? Like, that was better in some way. Uh-huh. As if maybe Palpatine's plan is to blow up every planet in the galaxy. And then rule nothing. It seems that way. I don't, under- well, I don't understand what the point would be otherwise. We're never explained anything else that could be his plan, so... You know, when I play Civ Six, uh-huh. I have, like, three bombarding units to, like, <laughs> conquer certain cities if I need to. And I keep them near the front lines so that when it's time to conquer a city, I can do it. I don't build 500 of them because my goal is not to annihilate every city on the map or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. You'd think you'd only need a few of those because they're so powerful and dangerous and scary. I mean, we presume that the destroyers can do other things, but he must have been like, moving the Death Star takes too long. Yep. Also, it's... What if every destroyer could do it if I needed them to? It's either the ultimate power in the galaxy or it is extremely vulnerable. So... Yeah. Guess we better make 500 of them. Um... Look... I was frantically typing the entire movie to try and keep up with all mm-hmm. of the things that were happening. And I didn't, I failed. Like there's so many things I wanted to write down and just went not important and just like <laughs> skipped off because there was so much shit happening. And I don't understand most of it. I don't understand most of what happened. What is the light speed skipping? What is it? Why is it there? Yeah. I don't understand. I didn't understand uh, it, it serves, the first time. It serves no purpose. It's just for set. It's just a set piece. And like, <sighs> Lightspeed used to be a, a certain kind of thing, and now it seems like it's a different kind of thing. And I don't know if that matters, it's but... A, it's a bunch of different things now. Uh, Kylo Ren's redemption is unexamined, and his death is unexplained. Well, it uses all his life force. All okay, of it. Every... could he have given her half? Uh, nope, <laughs> he had to use every drop. Okay, but he still was alive for kind of a while after he did that. Babylon 5 handled it better. See, Marcus was the only one running the machine, so he wasn't awake to turn it off. Yeah. So he died. But well, I don't know what this guy's excuse was. 
He didn't know how to turn off the alien well, device. It was his time. His time to go. <laughs> he knew what he had to do. They did a kiss, and that's as much romance as is allowed now, so he's out. Did Masconata tell him that he knew what he had to do? Uh, she, yeah, she, well, she probably just gave him a look. I was so confused when he died and it cut to her, and I was like, what? <laughs> Are they, do they have a connection? I'm confused. She'd been standing vigil over Leia's tomb, because <laughs> I guess they knew each other. Yeah, that's right. We never saw that or anything, but they totally, totally knew each other. I guess she settled all her union problems from last week and came to join up, huh? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Jedi still suck, so there's still no motivation to root for them to win. Like, <laughs> Rey is exactly Luke. Yeah, She's a quitter like Luke. She's got a bad attitude like Luke. She makes all the bad choices like Luke. And it's just like... And these are the two best Jedi that there ever were, really. Because, like, the other <laughs> Jedi were real corrupt assholes. <laughs> it seemed that way. So... Like, I, w- I didn't really care if they win. That's real, sort of the main thing. I didn't really care who won or lost. <laughs> it didn't matter. I should put that up top. Like Palpatine's army seem like Nazis. Sure. But the rebels are definitely a bunch of... Uh... Well, I mean, they, first of all, they all name it. They all, they're all generals. Yep. Yeah, it's... So, it's a little Che Guevara-esque. Yeah, or like 300 Spartans where King What's-His-Name yeah. talks to King What's-His-Name about King What's-His-Name. You're like, they got so many fucking kings here. Uh, you mentioned this. A bunch of unnecessary new characters show up. Oh, so many. <laughs> it's just like a huge number. I, I, I was just like, oh, another one. Okay, here we go. Started with Claude. Claude was the first. I saw Claude and I went, hey, why has he got a name? Oh, they said his name. Oh, that's very bad. And he's not in the rest of the movie, so... No. Uh. Claude with a K. Big slug. Yes. Huh? Okay. And then you got, like you said, Bulio's in there. And he, yep. he eats it. He eats it hard. We got Chimp Welder. We got fucking uh-huh. uh, everything happening in Kojimi, which is... Uh, okay, you know how mad I was last movie about the adventure to the casino planet or whatever? Uh-huh. That was... The Kojimi was that. It was just like, what? Why is this happening? We could this movie could get in under two hours if we cut this out. It would be so great. Or you could take this time and spread out the rest of these fucking plot points. Um, yeah, this is uh, this movie is as big as a mess as any of the prequels. It's just a different kind of mess. It's just chaotic instead of mm-hmm. two actors against a green. Screen. Yes, it was significantly less boring and significantly more frustrating. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. That's the difference. The prequels were so dull, it's crazy. And this one was like, again, a real meth trip. Just a trip down meth lane. (laughs) These script writers of what the fuck were they doing? Did JJ write this himself? I don't understand this. On meth, I guess. Awful. Um... Um... Well, technically, you got to give a score first. You got some more things you want to say about execution? I, I mean, no, because I might throw up. So I'm just going to give it a one and we'll be done. <laughs> All right. I liked it a little better than you. I gave it a two. Okay. It's a baffling <laughs> film. It's just a baffling, <laughs> baffling film. What about World building. Yeah, go for it. Light speed, sk- light speed skipping makes no sense. Sure. It's not clear what it is. And it just seems impossible. Like. Well, and they Even say it's impossible, like, but he says it's not. Fucking punching in and out of uh, light out of light speed. He's always landing on a planet, mm-hmm. 
and it's like it's got auto well, that lock can't on. possibly be how it happens it's got auto aim like the james bond game yeah. most of space is empty yep. and then most of non-empty space would be you're just in a star yeah. but every he had five planets in a row yes but not the center of them or anything not where he would die just like a, a near death where you have to do cool piloting to get out yeah. so we have that and it sucks mm-hmm. uh we have sith wayfinders I mean, they suck too. It's 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 exactly the map yes. from uh, Force Awakens. Yep. It's the same. It's the same gadget. Yeah. Uh, cloning, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but here's the thing. Why? Why come Palpatine didn't just go to Camino? Yeah, they were great at cloning. Those guys are extremely good at cloning. And he's got, like, a hundred tubes with fucked up versions of Snoke in them? Yeah. Like, seek out the experts, man. Also, what is the deal with that? Why do they need so many Snokes? Like, Snoke was entirely his own creation? It wasn't a clone of a guy, maybe? Like, it's not clear, but, um... Yeah. And also... we'll never know. So what? This was in his will? When he got thrown down that fucking shaft and died, and then someone put this plan in place? Or did he do it as a force ghost the way Qui-Gon learned how to live forever and become a force ghost after he died? Yeah, was there like a fucked up clone of him back there that he inhabited? Or is this the body that went down the thing? <laughs> or like, it, it's unexplained and we'll never know. Yep. Um, We have force telekinesis. Uh-huh. They have to set it up like three times in this one so that they can do the lightsaber behind the back pass at the end. Right, yeah, he, like, takes her necklace off of her and, like... Yeah. I don't know, there's other ones. Uh, the helmet falls at his feet down on the planet. It's another yeah. big one. Okay. That's cool, but I guess it only works maybe if you're in a Force dyad. Yes, I think that's the Still key. Cool. <laughs> Which, by the way, is something that is explained and we understand. Yep, we got Force dyads. Mm-hmm. Uh, rocket troopers, um... C-3PO's got DRM. Yep. <laughs> I know. It's true. They fucking passed the uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act in the Senate, and he can't read Sith. Yeah, because it'll corrupt your teenagers or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Force healing. That's probably also just part of being a Force dyad. Maybe. I uh, mean... Oh, shit. So she used it on that snake, so at least it wasn't just between her and Kylo, but maybe only they two can do it. I don't know. I don't know! We've got a captain's medallion. First Order captain's medallion. Yeah. Which it seems like any First Order captain ought to have one of, but Finn claims he's never seen one. I guess Phasma didn't, like, flip hers around like a coin or anything, or spin it like a ring on a tabletop. Yeah, she probably kept it in her uh, coin slot, back in her quarters, because apparently there's a lot of those captain's coin (laughs) slots out there. Do you know? Do you remember in Star Trek Six where they have to get yes. out the dictionaries to talk Klingon because mm-hmm. the Universal Translator would be recognized? Yeah, we am by Freighter Ursva. Yeah, um, the Captain's Medallion is so much dumber. <laughs> it, it, it can exist it, for only one reason. It's like it will get you, get you anywhere. It'll get you up onto the ship, but like also nobody looks at it and they're like, "Huh, that's Ochi's old ship," or. Well, it's a 
hey, that transceiver, that ship's been missing for like hella years, and it was just on the planet that we're searching. Mm-hmm. It's as if the captain's medallion gets them past an entirely automated system yes. that's just like, all right, man, it's it's quacking the right code. Yeah, you get an automatic it's fucking, like, fucking wave through to land on the whatever, on the ship. Uh-huh. But it's like nothing in Star Wars is automated that way. No. And also, that ca- that fucking captain's coin is so important, they build a slot in all the ships for it. Yeah. You just plug when, it in. In, uh, in fucking Return of the Jedi, well, yeah, the slot. I mean, it's Ochi's ship, right? So maybe... He just had one And it was a First in. Order ship, so maybe it's got the slot. But, like, in Return of the Jedi... They just they just transmit an old code from an old captured shuttle. Yeah, and even and even so, because if people are there, they're like, I don't know, man, this is sketchy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also, they don't have internet, so they can't just like. I feel like you would get a medallion now, but it would be more like just for kicks because the real thing would be the code on it, and you just enter the code. Yeah, and then you'd have the medallion to like show off. But like, it's like I get a Starbucks card, but like. <laughs> The card ain't shit. It's, you nothing. just want to enter the code. Yeah, I enter the code. I get my money. So, um, planet killing destroyers. Yeah. Uh, Luke tried to train Leia. That's some world building. Yep. Uh, destroyers can't activate their shields inside the atmosphere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all this business with the nav signals. Whatever that business was, they kept changing it and resetting it, and it was <sighs> like they went. The this world... scene's not long enough. Can we do three rounds on it? Here's my overall take: the world building in this movie uh, mostly serves no purpose. Yeah, and it's mostly bad. I would agree with that. So I just said a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but my score is a one. It's interesting. I also said a whole bunch of stuff, and I'll see if there's any in here that I... Because I didn't get in nearly everything. It's just... There's, there's no way. Unless I have to pause every 10 seconds, and I was not going to prolong this experience. Um, I gave it a three because I didn't know what to do with most of it. So I gave it okay. whatever our standard three is. Sure. Again, without any hints or legwork done by the writers, Palpy's back, just beaming his shit all over the galaxy. And again... He hit a fuck ton of battleships to use later. <laughs> like after he died, I guess. I don't know. It's not clear. Again, I think it makes more sense if he built them on that planet after his death, but yes, who knows? It seems like quite an undertaking. Anyway, each ship's a planet killer, lightspeed skipping. Exegol, the hidden world of the Sith, Sith Wayfinders. The chimp is a literal grease monkey. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the Aki Aki festivals, which is Space Burning Man. I was like, I want my helmet fixed. And they're like, okay, we'll take it down to, take it down to uh, the chimp. Down to the repair shop. And he's like, make the chimp do Dude, it. I like to watch him. I always laugh when the chimp does it. I like to watch All the right. chimp. By the way, talk about how much there is in this movie and how they needed to cut some out so they could space out the rest of it. His helmet being repaired. What? It's it's literally nothing. Who cares? She says that she could see through the cracks in his helmet. He force chokes a guy. Everyone doesn't like seeing his helmet in that one scene. And then he takes it off. He takes it off and doesn't wear it again the rest of the movie. It means nothing. It is as if they shot it for an earlier version of the script <laughs> with a completely different plot. Yes, it is. I mean, they just really wanted like, to show us that chimp. I don't know. 
<laughs> JJ got to set that day and he was like, what are we shooting today? And he's like, the chimp scene's still in? <laughs> I must have forgotten. That helmet is not important. Yeah. Uh, these aliens at this Burning Man festival, it sounded like they were speaking huddies, but I don't know for sure. Uh, boy. Ray can now pull ships out of the sky that are using like full thrusters and so can Kylo. Poe asks the right question about Ray's mind control powers. Does she do that to us? Yep. Uh, what is a dyad in the Force? Kylo says it's she, well. She they're worried that she's a mirror to Paul. Yes, and that every time they have sex with her, she plants post-hypnotic suggestions in their minds. <laughs> right. I put what is a dyad in the Force? Kylo says it's when two become one, but I believe that is a Spice Girls lyric. <laughs> that is true. So. <laughs> Maybe our UK listeners can confirm. They must know that, right? Uh, well, Shannon was here when the Spice Girls were big. No, when UK, she but... when she married Barry, she took everything. That's right. <laughs> Including whatever Spice Girls knowledge he had. Uh, I guess you only need like a cool scuba mask to hang out in space. Because that's what Finn is wearing when he's hanging outside the Falcon so that Ray can jump in. Yep. Uh, these other stormtroopers who quit the First Order, they also know Babu Frick somehow. <laughs> really? Yes, when did they meet him? Talk about not explained. They just like, <laughs> Babu Frick called. And I was like, what? Look, what? I just met of Babu Frick. People. Why Babu Frick? <laughs> this is so weird. You've never left this planet. <laughs> How did you meet him? Listen, uh, only people who were in that room know that they're going to the Endor system. <laughs> I get that. But still, Babu Frick seems like a wild <laughs> so choice. Crazy. Hey, Babu, you might want to... Do you know anyone on the Endor system? Uh, you know uh, hella yeah, refugees yeah, there. Yeah, I know refugees. Uh, like I said, I'm giving it a three. If you liked all the things in this movie, it could be a ten. Because there's so much. <laughs> or there's a lot of new stuff, yeah. I just didn't know what to do with any of it. I'm uh, like, what is it? But clearly, I didn't like most of it. Yes, that's right. So. Or you could give it a one. <laughs> oh, boy, characterization. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Ray has been doing a, a Luke just off training somewhere between films. Um, she's like, I got no confidence for some reason. She um she thinks she killed Chewie for a minute, but she didn't. And yep. then she finds out from Kylo that he he was telling the truth in Episode Eight from a certain point of view. <laughs> Her grandfather's Palpatine. I guess she's supposed to be afraid in this one that she's actually full of darkness. Maybe they kind of play with that a little. Yeah. After she messes up Kylo Ren, she gets sad and cures him with magic. I don't know why, but she does. <laughs> the film's not giving us much time to catch up with everything. Anyway, she refuses to kill, but then she does kill. So that's... I guess she thinks about it again and decides to kill him. Um, Kylo likes her a lot, so he heals her after her death. Now she's a Skywalker, and there's nobody around to tell her she can't be one. Well, maybe she's a Skywalker because she's all full of Kylo's life energy, oh. and he was a Skywalker from a certain point of view. Is this like when Kosh was inside Sheridan? I mean, is it? Let's <laughs> do another two hours. I don't know. Is <laughs> life art? Is art life? I don't know. Um, Kylo is supreme leader now, but with Palpy back, that title means a little bit less. 
Yeah. Uh, he's touched by his mother's mind, and he gets stabbed, but is restored by Ray. And then he talks to his ghost dad, and he, th- he throws off the First Order and kills all his old gang and sacrifices himself for Ray. He probably has the most character work in this, but again, we don't have any time to examine any of it. Nope. Anything about it. The plot points happen, but we don't really understand any of it. Oh, and also, the only one he can talk to uh, after that big moment mm. with his dad is is Ray, and he doesn't. Well, she's busy. He just, he just walks in on her when she's already at the Emperor, and there's just fucking no time. He can't walk in there and be like, I saw my dad. That's what I'm saying. The movie doesn't give us time. He goes through all of that, and then he goes to find her, but she's already mid-final battle. So it's like, yeah. we just gotta get down to it, I guess. And he has no one else he can talk to. He's, uh... Yeah, I mean, ghost dad. Even Hux. Even Hux is gone by this point. Yeah, it would have been nice if they'd made up the way Carlton and, and Will do sometimes on the Fresh <laughs> Prince. Um... The Emperor claims he created Snoke and has been manipulating Kylo all along. And maybe that's true. Who the fuck knows at this point? But why tell Kylo that? Yes. Doesn't that defeat the purpose of manipulating him? I would think so. You just reveal to him that he's been manipulated? I don't know. Uh, The Emperor learned nothing the last fucking hundred years or whatever and dies like a chump. Yep. Uh, Poe and Rey don't get along now. It's a real Tuvok and Chaco situation. Poe also has an ex-girlfriend and used to smuggle spice. He takes over for Leia and has anxiety about it, but they win the big battle, so he'll probably be fine. Rose walks in and goes, The general asked me to stay behind because I'm not in these movies anymore. <laughs> also, now Finn and I have the feeling of, like, old colleagues and not anything romantic yep. at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, they had one kiss, so who knows? Maybe... Maybe like uh, presumably after she got healed because she was unconscious at the end of the last movie. Uh-huh. You know, they banged it out a couple of times and they were just like, huh. And then he was like, yes, yeah, kind of not it. Hey, I got this secret thing. I got to tell my friend Ray. <laughs> you won't like, I'm not going to tell anyone, but just I get the secret that I'm, I have to tell her. Um. Oh, fuck. Where was I? Okay. Um. Who is this new henchman and why should we care? His name is Pride. <laughs> no idea what his deal is. He's in the movie. Um, what does it mean? General Hux sure seemed like he was the top military guy in the First Order, but now it seems like Allegiant General Pride <laughs> is above him. Well, it and seems- it's like, where was he the last two movies? I guess what happened was Kylo became Supreme Leader and just shuffled the deck. And just went, I'm I mean, putting I some so. new guys in charge. <laughs> um, I found this old dude. He seems to know what's what. He has crazy eyes. Just like my dad did. Lando shows up to be paid a lot of respect and maybe to backdoor a pilot for a Disney Plus series. Insane yep. that they would use the final piece of the Skywalker saga for that, but it ain't my baby. They can do whatever <laughs> they want with it. <laughs> Finn keeps threatening to confess his feelings to Rey. He doesn't, though. Enough uh, toys hadn't been sold yet, so we get this new ruined by abuse droid? <laughs> yes! Like afraid to love again droid? Yeah, we get the pit bull from a bad home <laughs> droid. It's interesting. I write again, why are we introducing new characters this far along? Zori and Babu Frick are old pals of Poe, who has no backstory, so why are we getting one now? Why does Zori use so much smoky eye makeup under that mask? Okay, no one can see it. It's a real waste. <laughs> also, she hates Poe so damn much when she first sees him, she's gonna execute him. But five minutes later, she gives up her future to help him. 
Uh-huh. Later, she shows up at the final battle as an X-Wing pilot with Bob and Frick, who's like <laughs> all over this movie. There's a great clip of Paul F. Tompkins watching this. He live-streamed his first oh, watch no! of The Rise of Skywalker. And there's a great clip that he took of the movie uh, where you see that scene where she pulls up next to Poe in the X-Wing and then fucking Babu Frick jumps up and you hear, you hear Paul F. Tompkins go, why is he there? <laughs> Just what we said in the theater. It's like they thought people were going to love Babu Frick so much that there was going to be a cheer that erupted from the audience of people just going yeah. like, yeah, Babu fucking Frick. He's tiny. He's got a mustache. But in reality, everyone gave the Paul F. Tompkins reaction, which was, why is he here? Um... 3PO sacrifices himself so they can get the Wayfinder info. That, too, is undercut because he's just restored later. Hux says out loud, too loud, that he's the spy. (laughs) Also, he says it's not for any, like, big ideals. He just doesn't like Kylo Ren. Yeah. I don't know. I might have missed 50 characters. It was hard to keep up. This wasn't the worst part of the movie. The problem was they didn't examine any of the things they wanted to do. Right. Like, there's plot points in there. You could make the movie about them, but they didn't. I gave it a four. Um, yeah. Uh, same thing. Let's just do a character rundown. Yeah. Ray. now that she knows who her family was, she has to come to terms with what it means. Mm-hmm. Is there determinism, or is she free to choose to be good? The central unresolved question I have about her arc is... Is it meaningful that the Jedi wouldn't be with her in the beginning, but they would in the end? Was that because of something she did or because of something they did? I don't know, dude. Is it character or is it plot? Maybe she was just all mixed up in her head and wasn't sending a clear signal. I don't know. No one will ever know. It's, no one, there's no attempt to explain it. Yeah. Finn. Yeah. Was he running away from the war before or from a feeling that the force was pulling him toward it? Mm. He at least discovers that he's not alone, that other stolen children have rebelled against the First Order, feeling the call of the force. But his new friends and his first friends sure push Rose into the background, huh? (laughs) They created her just for him. It's extremely sad. She's just, she says in it, she says, I'm not allowed to go on the mission. <laughs> you could tell the actress was saying it. It was coming through yeah. the character, but it was the actress who was saying it. Um, P- Did Poe learn anything in the last movie that makes him suddenly qualified to lead the resistance? Does it matter in any way that he was a spice runner? Is his character growth supposed to be when he realizes he can't lead alone and turns to Finn? Hmm. I mean, all things that could have happened if they decided to. Kylo Ren's plan is to destroy the Emperor, but that's what the Emperor wants from him. (laughs) I think that was the whole point of Snoke. Yeah. Is he had to teach him to kill his master so that he would kill the emperor so that the emperor could inhabit him or Rey, whoever wins? Yeah, he makes it seem like he's uh, Kylo's his number one boy, but maybe Rey's his number one boy. But when Rey shows up first, he's like, I guess... uh, Empress Rey! It was you. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Let's have the green pages, please? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hold on a minute. Uh, I do not understand what happens with Leia 
does her <laughs> call suddenly change Kylo Ren's mind? Hold on. What do you mean you don't understand? They say it right in the script. No, with regard to Kylo. I don't understand. Like, does hearing her voice suddenly make him good? Or does hearing her voice just distract him so he gets stabbed and the realization that his feelings about his family cost him his life make him good? Maybe, and again, they didn't tell us, so these are and, all open questions. Maybe... And big, big open question for me, does the Han Solo scene do any work? Maybe when he hears Leia's voice, he hears that it's her dying voice. And maybe that's enough. Well, we know he was not able to pull the trigger on her last week, right. so... Uh, and yes, the ghost dad talk, he just goes, well, seems to me Ben Solo's still very alive. Seems After like- we've all established that he is a memory. Yes. He can't give Kylo any new information. <laughs> he should say that. He should say that just like, what is it, The Simpsons? Yeah, just like Johnny Cash yes. did in The Simpsons. <laughs> Find your soulmate, Homer. I'm trying. Where should I look? But I'm just, this is just a memory. I can't give you any new information. <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons used to have good writers. Uh, Leia is probably a better teacher than Luke, Yoda, or Obi-Wan. Yeah. At the very least, she doesn't threaten to withhold her help if Rey goes to Zahadoom. That's right. <laughs> it's true. Hey, Babylon 5 did it better. We find out he was a scared boy. Yep. Kosh was a scared boy, and that's why he was began being kind of petulant about it. It is Leia's not like, Listen, yet time. I know you want me to stay and finish my training because you just said no, but I have to leave. I think that's what you would do. And she's just like, well, at least take this lightsaber. <laughs> also, they- instead of Yoda, instead of Obi-Wan being like, uh, if you go, you're on your own. <laughs> you're going to get fucked. Yeah, it seems like a mistake to me. You're going to fucking fail. We're going to be rooting against you from here. Uh, Yeah, well, they already had... Leia in the can, saying that she she had to give her this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they had to put that in. Yeah. Again, like I said, we all know what really happened and the decisions that were made about it, and that's not a character problem. That's <laughs> no. a writing problem. That's true. Um, Hux ends up being a spiteful little fool who is never redeemed and dies like a weasel. Yeah, it's odd that we got fucking three movies of this guy and he goes down like that. Is Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, C-3PO's big speech is totally out of character and totally meaningless. Mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian offers a little bit of wisdom, but mainly moves the plot along. Yeah. Palpatine. Okay. The, the movie goes so out of its way to not explain what his current condition is that you can't, it is impossible to understand his motivation until he gets suddenly healed by the Force Dyad and wants personal power again. Yeah. That's the only point at which you're like, I got it now. All oh, right, unlimited power. I remember this. Yeah. Just a real mystery. Well, that's consistent. <laughs> Fucking Mao would be way into that. Um, Zori, Allegiant General Pride, Babu Frick, The Hobbit. Yeah. Did you notice how neither Return of the Jedi nor Revenge of the Sith introduced a bunch of new <laughs> characters? Because why would you do it? The first movie's for introducing characters. Maybe you throw one in midway if you have to, but certainly yeah. not in the third act do you introduce a uh-huh. hundred new characters. Like in Jedi, you've got nine numb palling around in the cockpit with Lando, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have words, and you've got Wicket down on 
Endor, and he's a plot point, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. We don't really need any of these guys. Maybe, maybe Janna is important for Finn's story, but that's it. Well, if they took time to like do anything with that story, then you could say that. Yes. Well, they just shoveled a ton of them in. But Babu Frick, <sighs> Babu Frick, I think was the most important character in the film because he shows up everywhere. <laughs> He knows everybody. He's another Maz, the second Maz Kanata. Yep, they could have just had her do all this business. Maz could have called them. Yeah. Maz could have called those people. She could have called those people. She could have been uh, the person they went to to figure out that dagger thing. Yep, yep. They wouldn't have to introduce any of these new characters. She's She's been watching the forest for a thousand years. Maybe she can read Sith. Yep. Um, like you, I don't think characterization was the worst part of this movie. And like you, I think it's worth four points. Yeah. If they had chosen to do any of the things that we had questions about, they could have got points, but they just yep. they just didn't make that choice. They wanted to do other things, I guess. All right, well, quick ones then. Um, yeah. Number 1. I would support subtitles in movie theaters. I never would have known that that slug guy was named Claude <laughs> without them. That's also my first one. We clearly were ambitious. We're like, oh, I'm going to write down everything. <laughs> and right, then, here we go. And then the movie goes off and you just go, never mind. I don't, I can't. Uh, Ray is impulsively leaving her training like Luke, but Leia is much cooler about it than Yoda. Well, again, because they had her in the can saying, be patient. That was it. Going, <laughs> going to the last place that Luke was looking for a thing is a good idea because he was such a fucking quitter. Yeah. You know he was like, it's definitely on this desert world, but fuck me, it's oh, hot here. You know I'm him. not. He walked around for ten minutes, went, it's not here, and was yeah. a real whiner, like stomped his foot, and then got in his fucking X-wing and flew away. It's like definitely Luke was looking for a thing and he didn't find it. Well, where was he last? It's probably there. Oh well, I'm never gonna find this. Uh, when we. <laughs> Allegiant General Pride treats himself to some real Kirk lighting where it spotlights his eyes. <laughs> yes. And that was the point where I said, who the fuck is this guy and why should we care? <laughs> Me too. I thought he was just going to be some like extra, like some dude who gets a line. And then it zoomed yep. in and I went, oh, fuck, I got to know this guy. Ah, is. shit. Um, where is Picard and his bitch in 4x4 in this scene in the desert with the snowmobiles and everything? See, I resisted earlier when you were describing that part, saying that Worf took him out with the, with the turret. <laughs> well, it's exactly... It doesn't belong in this movie, it didn't belong in that movie, but it is very like Picard and the Argo. <laughs> they named it. We still got the Argo. Oh, I've been dying to try it. What? Ah. When? I thought you liked to ride horses. I thought you liked archaeology. Confused. What is this? <laughs> Do you remember when the Curlin Nescos was intact? Yeah, you, and you straight creamed him? You fucking boned What's a, this? You boned a hull breach into the fucking ship? <laughs> you fucking science perv? <laughs> what is this shit with this all-terrain vehicle? Anyway, I had big Argo energy when they fucking rolled up on those sand snowmobiles. Uh-huh. Um, hey, Ray, you can't say something Leia said to you 10 minutes earlier like it's a callback. <laughs> you can't be like, never underestimated droid. She just said that to you. Ah, uh, you've never seen a K-drama before. <laughs> it's one of their favorite <laughs> tricks. It's like showing a flashback to something that happened 45 seconds ago. Well, pissed me off. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what was the fucking point of this cutaway where they tell... They tell everybody with well, a guy, the guy from Lost or what you know yeah, what I'm talking about. That guy, 
Well, what they tell that guy to be optimistic was that just because they had a little bit of extra Leia material and they had to use it up? Yes. Like, what's the point of cutting away to that scene at that moment? Yes. <laughs> they had her saying that, and so that's what I'm saying. It's straight space ghost dialogue. It doesn't mean anything. It's not there for any purpose. But they had her fucking recorded saying it. I invite you, Matt, to take a minute and really think about this one. We'll let the podcast be in silence while you do. Right, it, is, it is worth it. But I need you to tell me a worse plot point in any movie than I can read this message, but because of some DRM, I won't. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Worst plot point. Worst plot point. Worst plot point. There's got to be something in Nemesis. If I just think hard about Nemesis, there's got to be something in there. Um. I mean, there uh, is a scene Picard, where Troy shaves Riker's beard. Picard, that ain't great. Picard has a, a clone. Oh, that's that's from Insurrection, isn't it? Picard has a clone, but also the clone has a terminal disease. <laughs> is that as bad? For it's unknown bad. reasons, he has a terminal disease. It doesn't really play into the movie because he stabs him to death later anyway. But like, it ain't gr- it ain't great. But what about this? It's illegal for me to read this to you. So, <laughs> mm. so good luck. You're gonna have to go see Babu Frick, I guess. Yeah, it's time for you to go meet my buddy Babu Frick. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty. That's terrible for sure. Uh, this movie is so hectic they can barely interleave one scene between the introduction of the captain's medallion and slotting it into the ship to board the destroyer. Yes. Yeah, the thing we just heard about for the very first time that she has to try really quickly to explain the importance of. Yep. Yep. How fucking lucky that Ray was at the right distance to hold that dagger up and have it match up with the Death Star. Oh, but that wasn't luck. That was the Force. I mean, but you know, if she'd been a hundred feet further back, it would just would not have worked at all. So, <laughs> what am whatever. I looking at? Now, this is nothing. I don't know why I thought to hold this up. Just throw it into the fucking ocean. Uh, in retrospect, the Force was awakening in a lot of people, it turns out. <laughs> It's true. We thought it was in Ray, but in the last movie, it was also in the Broom Kid, yeah. and in this movie, a whole fucking company of stormtroopers. Well, that's certainly Finn's explanation for the funny feeling they had, that it yep. was the Force. So, Matthew, was Palpatine moving into the Death Star? Is that why he had that special room with the Wayfinder in it on the Death Star? That's a good question. Because at the beginning of the movie, they didn't even know the Emperor. Well, no, that's the second Death Star. I don't know. I don't know either, man. That's my answer to all of them. I don't know. That was going to be his new apartment was on the Death Star, huh? Well, you know, they already had that cool egg that uh, Darth Vader lived in. So I guess they Yeah, but that was on his Star Destroyer, right? Oh, was was that on the Death Star? I don't remember. I don't know either. (sighs) I think it was on Um, on the Star. I think it was on the Death Star. I think we made a comment about how they had to make sure to put that in the blueprints so they got a who's going to build his egg. This scene where Ray cold stabs Kylo Ren and then heals him. Mm. Is that because she needed another reminder of the danger of the dark side? The Chewbacca thing wasn't enough? Uh, Or did she need Ben to be redeemed to know that she wasn't necessarily evil? Like, if he could be... That's, yeah. Like, what was the and purpose of this whole scene? Stabbing him redeemed him, which is what Ghost Dad said. So that must be it. She redeemed him. But yeah. stabbing him. Uh, and you know I have to ask you this, Matt. Uh. Is this conversation with Han Solo... A metaphor. 
You mean like those baths on um, on the, the trail? That's correct. <laughs> was that a metaphor? Or did he literally talk to his memory? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fuck do you mean? Is it a metaphor? I just I listened to that one not that long ago, and I was very <laughs> mad when you asked that. <laughs> yep. I overheard Katie listening to that several months ago, and that's why I think about that all the time now. How mad you got when I asked if that scene where Dax met her old host in the him, bath gave him a, a metaphor. <laughs> No, she was she was not a metaphorical hug. It was a real life in the flesh hug in a bath. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm surprised they had enough Sith cultists to crew this fleet. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Leia could have given Ray a heads up about the whole Palpatine thing, huh? <laughs> it seems like it at very least could have prepared her. Like she just said, Listen, your granddaddy is Palpatine, and that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Look, often when you get into a position of power, you pass along all the things that you hated about your old boss. It's weird. It's like a weird cycle. And they all hated how they were treated by the by the senior Jedi who didn't tell them about their parentage or whatever. But then as soon as they're the boss, they're like, well, actually, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. You probably don't well, want to tell know, them. you know, maybe Obi-Wan was right to not tell us about that Vader you know, thing. No, I didn't understand his struggles. I was just thinking about myself. And now, <laughs> after living... And now that I'm the boss. Walking a mile in his shoes. Now I kind of understand what he was going through. Um... If you're training Leia to be the only other Jedi in existence yeah. and she suddenly has a vision, what do you say? Are you just do you just have to say, okay, sure. Yoda <laughs> didn't mention any of that, but frankly, we mostly talked about food rations and dirt stew. <laughs> so That's right. I guess if you're gonna quit the training because you had a vision, I think that seems like a Jedi thing too. I don't know. I'm really new to this. I'm super new to this. Then, I could teach you how to build a lightsaber. But then what does it all mean? Then what does it mean that she saw her son was going to die so she didn't complete her training? At the end of her training, her, she saw that her son was going to die, so she buried her fucking lightsaber <laughs> but then she, for someone else to pick up her training. And her son does and die. And her son so. eats it at the end of this movie. He doesn't I mean, he live goes to into a, the Force, and that's the good way to die, but like, come on. He doesn't come live on. to a ripe old age of 115 or something. He just fucking eats it. Well, nobody knew what to do about that fucking vision, it turns out. Yeah. But at least it meant that Luke had an, had two lightsabers <laughs> on him at all times, and he took one of them to that planet. Yep. And buried, hit it behind a brick. Everyone's hiding lightsabers, but they don't hide them very good. They just kind of like, they, they stash well, them like real quick. Especially since it turns out that lightsabers are connected to the Force in a way that they can call out to you and make you go down into the basement yeah. of a nightclub. Give you memories so, like, and stuff. What's the point of putting it behind that brick? Anyone who was there that the lightsaber wanted to get in touch with would find it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would play this ace combat mission. Take out a couple of towers and then start attacking down the maw of a super uh, weapon. God, yeah. I would definitely play that Project Wingman mission. <laughs> we'll talk about Project Wingman in two weeks on our next mailbag. <laughs> okay. Because uh, by then I will have played it. I hope so. Um, seems like one thing this command ship could do once uh, Finn and Jan aboard it is just rise up until there's not enough air to breathe. Yep. Seems like that would probably solve their problem and they don't have to like send a bunch of rocket troopers out to deal with it. Def- or just turn over would probably do it too. <laughs> That's right. Well, it starts to turn over after it's crashing and they do like, look like they're going to fall off. So yeah. Let's just go. Well, hey, there's a bunch of, hey, there's a bunch of people uh, riding horses. They look like... Uh, I don't know. They're sort of non. They're like not quite Dothraki. They're not quite <laughs> Mongolians. Right. Their attire is not clear, but uh, yeah. 
Anyway, they're riding horses on our ship, so Maybe we do we send people out? What do you mean, just do a barrel roll? You should just do a real slow barrel roll and just flick them off. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I certainly didn't see Finn carrying his scuba gear, so he probably would have been no, It didn't trouble. seem like anybody had it, because yeah. their plan was to attack a tower on the ground, so. Yeah. Also, again, I ask again, 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 and again, and again, and again, why is the ground invasion better than shooting it from space? Like yeah, good from question. A, a no one said they ship. couldn't shoot it from space, but uh, Palpatine cannot get enough, and you already said this, of showing people their friends dying. <laughs> he opens up the ceiling again and just goes, ah, you've never seen this before, right? Oh, Snoke did he, this to you last time? Oh. When he conceived his son, he must have been showing somebody footage of their <laughs> friends getting killed. It's the only way. Good. Good. Get a pipe going. <laughs> Palpatine, in this case, did literally feed off the rays. Um, Force healing is a very tricky business. People are rising up all over the galaxy. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) He said it with his mouth. Yeah. They fucking ADR'd that in there. Yeah. Best actor. Um, uh, We can count Ewan McGregor, right? His voice is in it. Sure, if you thought his delivery was the best. But if not, I guess we just say Ray. Okay. Yeah, she she's trying. Least, she's doing emotions and things. It's just... She at least did the best job of, like, looking worn out when they were fighting on that ocean Death Star. Um, worst actor's Poe. Yeah, he's not very good, is he? And people think he's a good actor in general, but I don't know if he was just discouraged by the script or what. I who knows, yeah. but uh, that's based on the performance today. That's what we've got. Uh, I only got a few because again, I gave up on the quick hitters. <laughs> there was just so much it's, to do. Um, it's, it's extremely tough. After my note about Claude, have these guys ever considered using internet? They have to <laughs> dangle a cord down from one ship to another <laughs> ship to transfer the information. It's really shitty. No one remembers the fucking Wi-Fi password for that <laughs> ice station. <laughs> Why are secret rebel meetings held out in the open in the woods with 500 people? They're talking about the most important details of their master fucking plan to get rid of the First Order. But that's just like, everyone's invited. Bring a friend. There's going to be drinks and stuff. Hey, man, they don't even clear spots for the ships to land on that (laughs) planet. They're fucking done with ceremony. Uh, Kylo's new helmet, after the chimp is done with it, is a little bit less cool looking than your average gaming PC. It is. It has a. It is a very razor aesthetic to it. It's like, ooh, look at this cool decal we put on your gaming computer. Oh, are not quite razor. Who makes this mouse? Red Dragon. Oh, I have a Red Dragon mouse. There you go. And right, it's cooler than his helmet. It is cooler than his helmet. <laughs> uh, I had to stop using it because it stopped working on my computer, and the model I had them. It was so old; they didn't have any drivers for it. Oh, yeah. Luckily, they're pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Why does Kylo play chicken with Rey instead of shooting at her on that desert world in the TIE Fighter? Nobody on that planet knows what they want to do. No. He just flies. He's going to run her over, I guess. I don't know. The Knights of Ren just shot a Volvo ad. It's like he wasn't (laughs) expecting to run into her there at all. (laughs) They just thought they were going to shoot their cool commercial. 
It's like the worst scene in The Fellowship of the Ring when they climb up onto that rock and we get a helicopter shot Mm -hmm. of the whole valley that they're opening into, but it makes even less sense in this one. (laughs) Yeah, it's more like a posing for the photo that no one's taking, Star Trek VI style. It's kind of a lot like Star Trek VI. Ray's mom is Villanelle from Killing Eve. I don't know if you've ever seen Killing Eve. I have not. Um... Kylo tells Ray she knows what she... How come her dad looks like a grown-up version of the Jedi kid that Anakin kills? <laughs> he looks just like that little fat kid for sure. <laughs> maybe it was... Maybe he didn't die and maybe it was that kid. Maybe that's the Emperor's the kid. The one youngling that made it out. Yeah. Well, he said, make sure you don't kill my son. My precious, precious son. Uh, anyway, Kylo literally... Who I am not going to inherit my empire to. <laughs> Yes, I'll find out as an adult. He's actually garbage. I don't want him around. Um, Kylo literally tells Ray she knows what she needs to do. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I stopped taking quick hitters. So. Cool. Um, well, let's do the scores. We have another segment coming up. Okay. Oh, so we're not quite done talking, but since we've done the scoring. What do we got? Um, I give it 13. You gave it 11. It's extremely poor. It's not a good movie. Yeah, 24. Um, to put that in context, Revenge of the Sith got 28. Yep. Uh, Attack of the Clones, 32. Yeah. The Phantom Menace, 36. Last Jedi, 38. I mean, here's the deal. We just talked about it. Those prequels sucked. They were badly made. And they were boring, but they were about something. They like tried to make a yeah. story. Yeah. Um. And this one is like devoid of all of that. I, I think it, we know where to lay the blame. The blame is an overreaction to the last Jedi. I mean, really, they just shouldn't have made the last Jedi. They shouldn't have turned yeah. it over to Ryan Johnson if they did not have the courage to stick it out, which they clearly did not. Yeah, uh, and then t- a couple of other people were going to direct the last one, and then finally they were just like, you know what, JJ, you just do it. Yeah, he did seven. People like seven, so come back and do nine. Yeah. And then yes, he spent a good deal of the movie backtracking on the stuff the other guy did, and the result is a movie that is uh, chock full of business. But I don't know what any of the business is or what it means, and I don't know that we will ever know that stuff unless we read all the weird novels or whatever. Someone's going to have to write uh, for 50 sh- novels to explain this movie. Uh, for sure. I think reading the novelization of Rise of Skywalker would probably clear up some details, and I won't do it. No, me neither, because I've never read one of them. I'm not going to start uh, I mean, that. I've read several of them, but I no, I just won't. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the last word on this movie. Oh, good. Take off your headphones. Okay. Now, call me Bobby. You didn't have to make that 20 seconds long. <laughs> well, but you did. when I made it, I don't remember. I must have been delighted <laughs> by myself, by I myself so. and my own work. And um, <laughs> so I was just kept it going. But yes, I've hated it ever since. So, <laughs> well, let's hear what the man himself has to say. Hello to you guys. Um, as I said, uh, Matt's obviously missing the audio uh, contribution, and I didn't want to miss out this time because I'd plenty of notice on 
Star Wars Episode Nine. Then um, I know we talked a little bit about it. Actually, I think I did a voice one Jesus. when the movie came out, but I watched it again recently. And been thinking again about about the movie a lot more. Didn't really like it the first time I saw it, and don't quite hate it now. <laughs> It's not only the worst Star Wars film by quite a long way for me. Um, it's it's just a bad movie, like a really, really, really bad movie. Um, they did the terrible thing. Generally, <laughs> it's horrific. I mean, it starts off by rewriting the rules of the universe with all the hyper skipping nonsense, which it then goes on to do more of that stuff. There are so many like plot points of, well, we can just use magic or the force generally or technology to just get us somewhere, you know, the show-don't-tell kind of idea just goes out of the window. Whenever they need something magical to happen, it just happens or the people just talk about it, like falling into that sandpit and happening to find the dagger there and then C-3PO not being able to read it and then the, all of them collectively went, well... Fuck him and his memories. Let's take him there and get him wiped and they can give us it. I think literally the only thing I genuinely enjoyed or sparked any real joy on the uh, rewatch there was the little same thing. There's the first thing, really, the best bit, which is the little, some mechanic guy and his little <laughs> droid rewiring 3PO up. There you go. So fucking loves Babu Frick just like everybody. There you go. That's the reaction they were hoping for, clearly. They wanted everyone to be like, finally, something good happening. I love this Babu Frick. Uh, you know, maybe he should be the emperor. That's right. Well, you know, I hear that there's a vacancy. and uh, Fix that fleet up and just... He's, he's pretty popular. His popular support. Broad support. He's got those, uh, <laughs> those orphans on that planet that he's somehow talked to before. And he's got Poe's old gang. And now he's got all the rebels. So, sure. <laughs> Babu Frick for fucking Emperor. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's like when CPO says, you know, I just want to take one last look at my friends. As much as I hate uh, Anthony Daniels and <laughs> everything he is, um, that should have meant something to them. You know, he seemed to have a personality and he was trying to connect with these people and they were like, ah, fuck it. I mean, it's almost as if they knew that further down in the script he would get his memory back, thanks to him. They did, though. It's not almost as if. They told him in the scene. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just going to go ask R2 to put your brain back. It's not a big deal. And he's like, R2, but he's notoriously unreliable. And they're like, mm, buddy. <laughs> read the room yeah you're really you're making this a lot more awkward than it needs to be hey, come on man just just go with it huh yeah. to, know, well, actually hold on again. one time I had to fire a guy and <laughs> he, he really kept trying to talk his way out of it as if the part where I came to him and told him we were letting him go wasn't like a final decision that had been made <laughs> like it was a work in progress and he kept trying to argue his way out of it. And I was like, look, look, look. <laughs> no one's mind can be changed on this. We already <laughs> cut your last check. Like, it's over. <laughs> You're going to have to go now. <laughs> and that's kind of like what C-3PO was doing in this scene. They're like, yeah, we already decided. It's too late. <laughs> Listen, you, uh, your property, so, you know. It's tough. Sit down and sit down and let the little guy do the thing. You bet this guy, his name's Babu Frick. He's really great. You're gonna love it. He seems cool. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. The in any way, 
so they probably shouldn't be relying on that. Um, and then I think obviously the culmination of getting to Exegol, finding out the Emperor's still alive, obviously at the beginning, but then getting to Exegol, and as with everything with Palpatine's plans, it's like Palpatine planned them, or at least uh, Ray to come to him. Why not just tell her? Why? Why is there all this like? lucky treasure hunt I get that force is supposedly guiding people's actions here but it just doesn't make much sense um, I mean I stand by my theory that he actually didn't care whether Kylo Ren or Rey came <laughs> at the right. end he, his he plan worked had, no matter who yeah. showed up and he didn't even <laughs> exactly. know they were a diet in the force yet I guess if those two killed each other he would have been like well um, <laughs> which one of you Sith cultists wants to ascend that's right <laughs> yeah I'll just pick anybody it don't matter anymore when he could have just like leaked his secret location to the rebellion or whatever, and um, but no, we went for these piecemeal bits, um, and then obviously the the final combination stuff is just even more madness um, with uh, Palpatine's inability to just stop doing his lightning, <laughs> um, while the space horses somehow managed to exist in the let's charitably call it the upper atmosphere instead of outer space. Well, um, unarmored people really are on their backs, um, ready to take down stuff. I mean, the, the whole thing. I don't. I know they didn't agree with what happened in Last Jedi, and I know a lot of people didn't really agree with how they took Luke or any of the other stuff. But to just like write all of that out, you know, just pretend that didn't exist. Oh, let's get back to some fan server stuff instead. You know, we'll not mention Snoke except to show you some failed clones of Palpatine's place. Don't know why he still has those. Good question. <laughs> yes, one of the 5,000 questions there is no answer to. Why'd he keep them? Yep. <sighs> a little more. A little oh, more. it's for the audience. It's for the Sith audience. You get a Snoke. You get a Snoke. You get a Snoke. And they're just fucking. It's like a museum for the, for the Sith cultists. <laughs> they are in a fucking lather by the time he's done handing out Snokes. Like, have you seen the Snoke wing? <laughs> yeah, man, that seems like a lot of work for a weird prank. <laughs> Ugh. Um, the Knights of Ren. Remember when the trailers came out for the very first one? You saw the Knights of Ren. And you're like, oh my god, this evil Sith has got like an evil Sith army, and it's gonna be all sorts of exciting stuff. No, no, they just rock up and get chopped down. Were they even Force users? Like, I always I assumed they were some of Luke's other students. I thought that too, because Luke says he took, he killed some and took the rest with him, or something. Yeah, but they definitely don't seem like they're doing any force stuff. Well, they're just like f- doing fucking sword stuff. And they fucking definitely did not warrant lightsabers. No, no. They just had a variety of different axes. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe yeah. he killed all the ones he took with him, and these are some other guys. <laughs> these are like, they. I mean, it is the temptations, but it's like, <laughs> it's not any of the tempt. You know, it's not any of the temptations. That's right. Exactly right. It is the kind that show up at the boardwalk. It is not. The real deal. The ship of Theseus style, it is the Temptations, but you know that it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this anyway, week. that's the Knights of Ren. This week, the four tops are going to be at the fucking Santa Cruz Beach <laughs> boardwalk, and you just go, no, it's not. That's, <laughs> uh, you can say whatever you want, but that's not the four tops. Thanks to more magic with um, lightsabers being passed sort of trans-dimensionally somehow between the two of them. 
and then obviously the real fucking cherry on top with the kiss at the end um, between Kylo and Rey which doesn't make any sense there wasn't really any of that so it was at, at, at best it might have been a brother and sister kind of relationship through the force but what the hell was this from I don't know, man. She was clearly uncomfortable when she saw his wide torso. I was uncomfortable. I imagine she'd been having thoughts about it. <laughs> well, me too. You know, it was very <laughs> wide. <laughs> it's extremely it's, wide. I mean, and it's something that wide, you just have to think about it and just go, think how wide his dick is. I saw. <laughs> it's got to be so wide. <laughs> I saw another picture of shirtless Adam Driver on Reddit. Uh-huh. Just like scrolling and read it all, and I was just like, "Man, that dude is weird looking." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not he's just got his a face. six pack, but even it's too wide. It's like it doesn't make sense. It's not just his face that's odd. It's his whole fucking body. <laughs> the whole thing is weird. I love it. It's great. <laughs> There's no end of it at all. Just cram it in there, and then he gives her. She gives her her life force. He gives her her his life force back and forth. Um, spitballing the stuff until uh, until he's dead, she's still alive. I uh, see. He didn't want to say cum swapping. <laughs> I thought he was going to say snowballing, but he said or snowballing. But he did say spitballing. That's you could tell same. he was fighting. It. That's right. Well, you know, he's got. He's already. He's whispering like crazy, so he must be <laughs> trying not to let anybody hear him say all this stuff. Well, as as usual, I had to compress his audio <laughs> to get it up to volume, but it. He, he it is definitely he is definitely in a closet under four blankets <laughs> doing is, this one. He's in fine form on on this whispering thing for sure. And uh, you know, then she can go back to Tatooine for some reason, um, and bury bury some stuff, and the whole fucking mess is done. It's dreadful. Um, there's nothing good for any of them to do. Uh, I think you know the actor who plays Finn has spoke about being quite upset with his role I'd be upset as well apart from the giant sack of money that must have been given to them but Poe's not there really uh, Finn's not there really um, what the fuck happened with Rose you know they were kissing in the last movie and this one there's like two scenes what, what, what? she kissed him and then because she thought she was dying mm. and he was like well I'm not going to say gross right into this lady's <laughs> mouth but though i the viewer did point out that it was terrible timing because it was right when that giant laser was shooting the base open i was like pick your spots lady shit yeah it's not a sexy moment oh. you've just convinced him not to sacrifice himself but maybe a bunch of people are gonna die in that base but okay yeah <laughs> did they hate the movie that much that they just thought they would scrap literally everything um you know luke comes back now he's just happy force ghost now you know he's much more concerned about Anakin's lightsaber slash his lightsaber slash Ray's lightsaber now and of course you know as we mentioned that Ray's now got lineage um you know last Jedi's idea of you're just nobody it doesn't all have to be part of these huge galactic machinations that only involve eight people you're just a nobody I mean you've got the force that's cool so did that kid that grabbed the broom um you know, it just seems like there's nothing to be gained from this movie. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible piece of cinema <laughs> and a horrific end to the Star Wars movies, especially now when you we have the Mandalorian and you see the kind of storytelling that can be done by people who actually care. 
Um, so the whole thing is an abomination. I will probably never watch that ever again. And that will make me happy. Anyway, that's everything I've got. Thanks, guys. He's never going to watch I mean, it again, it and it'll make him happy. It 100% won't make him happy. No, nope. That's not going to be the thing that makes you happy. No, but I am on the same page that I hope to never see it again. Now that I, I have d- done I just, I can't imagine it. Unless Katie listens to this and she's like, actually, I kind of do want to see that movie. <laughs> like, that's the only circumstance under which it might happen. Well, you know, at least then you can see more Babu Frick. Well, everyone's going to be looking forward to seeing Babu Frick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. He says <sighs> The Mandalorian, you know, give, you know, showing what what you can do when people who care about the show are making it or whatever. And like, And while it is true The Mandalorian is 500 times better than this piece of crap, The Mandalorian is extremely rote. It is like, it's a video game. It's go to here, get a mission from this dude, go do that mission. Don't worry, there's going to be another mission when you get back. And that's the whole show. And even that is way better than this. <laughs> uh, I have not yet watched The Mandalorian, but from hearing descriptions of it, it seems to me like it's like, kind of like a Zatoichi vibe where it's <laughs> like, he's going to, every town he's going to show up. Uh, everyone's gonna think he's just a blind masseur mm-hmm. and then there's gonna be a fucking some gang dude is shaking down the town yep. and Zatoichi's gonna break up this crime ring and then move on to the next one yep there's a lot of this guy doing good deeds and uh trying to get information about this cool baby he's with so it's also kind of like lone wolf and cub a little bit yeah it's a lot of the japanese movies and westerns because those are all the same genre so yep yeah <clears throat> well all right. The Star Wars project is concluded. God, can we just go back to doing mailbags? <laughs> I think we can just go back to do, like the vaccine is coming out. People are starting to get it. It'll be a while before everyone has it. It'll be a long time before the lockdown's over for sure. But uh, mm. Mm. Oh, this has been a rough project. No. And uh, it doesn't get better for you and me because we're back on the clock. Good. Great. Good. Next week is week 96 of our Star Trek project. We're watching The Host. You know, I can't remember that being a good episode, but it might be about something. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, We're watching Broken Link, the season four Deep Space Nine finale. Eh, I think that's another one of them submarine ones. Or like, it's a sabotage submarine. That kind of business. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I know Otto's got to go back to the founders. We're watching Extreme Risk, the third episode of Voyager Season 5, maybe something like that. Yeah, can't place it. Uh, it's uh, the one where they build the Delta Flyer. Oh, yeah, you told me that last time. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's right. They mentioned it in the show. Hey, you guys should build a super cool shuttle. Thanks. We're concluding the uh, Terror Prime terrorism arc with the episode Terror Prime. Second to last episode of Enterprise. But my boy, Cretton Taranto. He's, <laughs> he's already, gone. already gone. Wow. He's already gone. What do I have left? <laughs> That's a good question. I gotta watch Robocop but... on his fucking Mars base? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, guys. Send us a mail for the mailbag, which is the week after that. That's at Brother Date on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can send us either email or even fucking audio mail like we just got. That's brothers at brotherdate.com. You can go to brotherdate.com and check out all of the cool spreadsheets, which, you know, if you're not paying attention to the projects, won't help you that much. But um, 
you know, if you're curious about scores. Um, and like you said, next week, Star Trek. So uh, just fucking hang in there and so Bobby Frickle. He'll call you. He knows where to find you. It's Bobby Frick. Happy. Rose hugs her love interest, Chewbacca. <laughs> Poe nods at his love interest, Zori, and Maz Kanata gives Chewie a medal to uh-huh. ruin everybody's fun in real life. Please subscribe.